everybody, and welcome to the series finale, maybe, either this or like the next one, of Taking Strahd Seriously. Today is January 7th, 2020, and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of you before we begin each and every single one of these episodes that we do, of course, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, we also post all of these shows as VODs and audio casts anywhere audio casts can be found, as well as at youtube.com slash indoor adventures. We also have a delightful new merch store. So if you go to indoor adventure, no S at the end, dot redbubble.com, we have so much merch for all of you now, and I am very excited because it was actually rather worrisome that Teespring still has not gotten back to me from my email. So that just goes to show that we've made the right call going somewhere else. So other than that, if you're looking for further ways to support the show, consider going to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, where we put up our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, uh, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So if you have any questions that you would like to ask upon us, uh, if you join the Patreon, the end of the show hey you'll get something uh otherwise you can always feel free to join us on discord uh where we i mean you can just talk to us directly there it makes things pretty easy so that is it for my spiel hey rj who are you playing tonight hey everybody i'm rj and i'm playing bartholomew the human ranger blood hunter werewolf Hi, I'm LB Hackmup, and I am playing Silmi Malreska, the wizard half-elf. And I am the indoor adventurer, and I am going to be playing Kefris Bellevue, the mongrel folk barbarian. And I'm your very spooky DM, Wings, and I am going to be playing Strahd tonight, among others. <laughs> Wait, why, why are you so upset? No, I'm hype! <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> God. All right. So when we last left off with this group, when the, when we were last all assembled together, uh, it was right after Kefris and Irina's secret wedding that turned out to be not so secret on account of the fact that Strahd knew all about it and uh, used that as an excuse to begin her uh, preemptive assault on basically everyone in Barovia as she broke open her vaults and crypts and unleashed the hordes of the undead upon the people in the valley. So uh, up to that point, um, the past two sessions, um, we have been covering the Counter-Strike um, of the Team Heartbreak uh, and Team Daybreak, who were uh petitioned god words are failing me um who were who set out to dis to destroy uh the heart of sorrow and also to retrieve the sun sword uh now i promised i would allow everybody to have at least a scene or two um before beginning the assault um so the like it's right after Strahd's um announcement and uh the hordes of the undead are beginning to descend um Kefris is 
standing at the altar with Irina. What it, what is his first reaction to this? He is going to look up at Irina and with incredibly large eyes just start stammering. I I I didn't think <laughs> she uh just looks at you, uh draws her sword and says, "They are attacking." And then she just runs away. He nods and quickly follows her. Bartholomew is also there. He has, <clears throat> as I said, to last episode, he has dragged a pew out to like the middle of the entrance, knocked it over, and he's like loosening bolts into the demons and the creatures coming in. Right. Okay. Um, so... Uh, someone that we have not seen the reaction of uh, this particular moment. Um, so we'll, we'll say like maybe like a few uh, a few minutes before um, all of this goes down. Uh, Silmi and Maybell are in their room in the Blue Water Inn, um, and they are chilling. They are hanging out, and I want to say that like Silmi is like <laughs> draped across a bed that's been scattered with rose petals. Um, and Maybell is like sitting at a desk and like uh, making plans for the assault on Ravenloft. <laughs> and uh, Silmi keeps on trying to coax her back into the bed. Um, and Maybell will get about halfway across the room and then think of something else and go back to go write it down. Um, and then all of a sudden swirling vortex above Ravenloft. Um, and the two of you look out the window and see that going down. Um, where what do you do uh if i recall she said something about like what what did she say something about like doing something that wasn't allowed oh, her God. booming voice it was something like that uh which led me as silmi to believe oh my gosh <laughs> our wedding what have we done <laughs> um it was yeah essentially um it was you found a way to trespass against me in the most egregious of ways yeah 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 so so it's just like how did she know and she's gonna look at maybell take her hand i did not put this away properly take her hand and she's going to say are you ready of course, Silmi. I'm ready for everything. And everything that we've discussed. All right. Let's go and find she, the others. Like, you, you try to pull away and she, like, stays there and holds your hand. And then she puts a hand up to your face and says, are you ready? I'm going to have to be. All right. She kisses you. And then the two of you run off. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then you find your brother. Um, uh. The... Uh, he and Bartholomew are just beginning to hold off um, the uh, first invading force. Um, do you do you two need a scene? Uh, <laughs> so he's just gonna walk up uh, some sort of spell flying out of her hands as she gets to her brother. I don't know how she find out, but she's I think we've offended her and she like like is motioning to her and Maybell. And so we're like fighting off monsters yeah. as we're having this conversation. Like, 
Marvel style, right? Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, cool. Absolutely. We we have it's heated combat, but we have time for quips, and that's really yep. what counts. So, Kefris yep. uh, is going to say, "Seal me." I did a thing. What do you I'm mean sorry. you did a thing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I did not think that it was going to be as dangerous as it turned out to be. But from what I've told, it's a journey. What are you talking I about? I married Kevin? Irina! And then he's just going to continue stabbing. You Bartholomew what? <laughs> Bartholomew is also there. <laughs> She's gonna stop and turn around and disregard everything that's behind her, and I assume maybe I'll just pitchfork something. You married Irina? Yes! Without me? I thought it was going to be like a secret thing! Who else was there? I was! We needed an officiant! Who married you? Me? <laughs> We are talking about this later. <laughs> she's gonna throw off another ice cube and she's gonna uh, turn to Irene and she's like, welcome to our family. <laughs> Thank you, sis. No. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Um, uh, also, we should like, go to Ravenloft. <laughs> we, we mentioned Maybell um, when she rolls up to the fight. Um, she's wearing, um, like her her normal maid's outfit but her hair has been put up into like braided um like up, right up against her head um so like instead of her regular pigtails like the two braided buns mm -hmm. um and she's also wearing some half plate because you don't go into a battle and only just a dress anyway she's also got a silver frying pan that um <laughs> bartholomew gave her it's a wedding present Here's it was silver. a wedding present yes indeed <laughs> Um, all right. So then um, the events of the past two sessions occur, as well as some other stuff. Uh, Kefris gets separated from the team that he was supposed to go with um, and winds up fighting Strahd's brides in the heart chamber. Um, I earned a point of exhaustion. <laughs> Yay. Oh, wait, I was supposed to keep that, wasn't I? Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay, well, I I remember we talked about stuff. I just wanted to make sure I was still. On. We'll 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 recover that. Um, and then meanwhile, um, Irina, Bartholomew, and Arabelle um, had to kind of like meander their way through the castle in a convoluted way, um, and they wound up getting to the top of that same tower, and um, they were ambushed by Rahadin, which they who they quickly dispatched. Um, and the, that, that group is able to actually basically just start heading downstairs and then rendezvous with the rest of Team Heartbreak. Um, so Bartholomew and like, or like, I, actually, I kind of like this mental image better, that um, like, it's right after the fight with Rahadin, you're all kind of catching your, uh, your breath and then the trap door in the floor opens up and Kefris just pokes his head in. Ugh. You're muted, nope. sir. <clears throat> he pops up out of the trapdoor. Is everyone there? Oh, shit! What the fuck happened there? It's like pointing over to Rahadin's body. He got fucked. Okay. Well, um. Nice to see you, anyways. Glad you're alive. Um. Likewise. 
did you were you able to recover the sword pulls out the hilt swing crackle crackle where's Silmi? I don't know she's probably still down doing her part and I forget did we have like a meeting place where we were all going to reconvene yes okay um it would it would be the main floor um you remember a place um like just it's just in the entryway where you get to a place where you look up and you can see four gargoyles standing there <clears throat> okay um so that's you're you're supposed to meet in the gargoyle entryway uh, which is on the main floor so you guys have got some stairs to take okay uh and Irina is with this group as well right yes okay and then he will make sure that she's all right slash not injured mm -hmm. and actually being close to her you feel bolstered as though um things that could previously uh harm you before would not be able to the equivalent of two points of ac where are you at now 19 yeah i'm at 19 <clears throat> ac yeah i think Irina's actually at 20 on account of that that their plate um so oh arabella's here um she will give you one final reading uh and tell you where your final fight with strahd is supposed to be okay um and she draws one card um puts it down and then she um starts to draw the other two um and then she says you know what, Myrmidon? I don't want to know what happens to you. You're going to have to tell me yourself. And he just smiles and nods. Um, and so she takes that card and she hands it to you. Um, and shoot, I actually don't know what card it is. Ugh, Knights of the Courtyard, I'll figure it out. But um, it is uh, it is in the chapel of Ravenloft, which is basically just a straight shot from where you're intended to meet with Silmi. Okay. Sounds good. Meanwhile, Silmi! Team, team Jailbreak uh, was comprised of Silmi. It was supposed to have Flint. Uh, Silmi, Maybell, Flint, Ismark, and Zuleika. Um, and Flint did not go with Team Jailbreak. Instead, he wound up going with Team Heartbreak. Uh, much to Zuleika's chagrin. Uh, your job was to go down into the dungeons of Ravenloft and release... Oh my god. Escher? Uh, yes, Escher, and I forgot the name of the werewolf guy. Emil. Um, thank you, friend. Emil um, Tornescu. So, you did that. Um, god. I'll, I'll be a little more descriptive. Um, went down a... <laughs> spiral staircase into a dungeon filled with many horrors and tortures and examples of the cruelty of Strahd. Uh, you find plenty of fresh bodies of just like horrible, horrible things have been done to them. Uh, one example that comes to mind is uh, you find the body of a bard who was hung by his feet from the ceiling over water um, just like with his head just uh, under the water 
um, so that he could like lift himself up out of the water. But you know, eventually he exhaust he was exhausted and then uh, drowned. So like, there's shit like that everywhere. Um, there's oh, another one that's like a, a a wizard who like obviously has been exsanguinated. Um, just kind of slowly drained of blood by vampires. So that was super cool. Um, the entire dungeon has about a foot of water in it. And um, whilst you were adventuring through it, Ismark w- fell victim to a lot of traps. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you eventually did find Emil, um, who was a large, kind of elderly, bald, dark-skinned man. Um, with a little bit of gray in his beard. Um, and as soon as Zuleika freed him, the two of them just bounced and left you. Um, right. Yeah. So, because of fucking course they did. Um, you eventually uh, reunite with Escher after he was teleported away by a trap. You find him in a cage somewhere. <laughs> and he's all like, I found these. And it's like a glowing sword. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, so now he's got a, a cool dagger and a cool sword, mm-hmm. um, and you're re- reunited with him until you eventually do find Escher as well, who is uh, shackled to a wall. Um, and as you approach him, he kind of looks up, and you can see his eyes light up as he recognizes you. Uh, and he just says, <laughs> Hey there, sweetheart. (laughs) You can't speak Uh, to me like that anymore. I'm married now. I don't judge. (laughs) What do I gotta say to get some help around here? I I think you've done enough. Um, She's gonna attempt to get him out. All right. Uh, You're able to find some keys and uh, unshackle him. And um, he, he looks up at you briefly and you can see that there's actually a a very feral um glint in his eye um and he says you wouldn't happen to have a drink on you i am parched um and she kind of looks around and uh gives maybell like a knowing nod and she offers him her arm she says you have to control yourself now he takes it gently um and says thank you and then he just like goes for it it is it is scary um and he he goes for a little bit longer than you would like Mm -hmm. and then maybell starts to get nervous and then ismark finally just like grabs him and shoves him away yeah oh uh, she kind of like uses frostbite on her like a hair hand uh, freezes it a little bit and numb it yeah um so yeah you are able to uh well okay we've we've already discussed how many yeah Yeah. um hit points and spell slots all of your um all of Mm -hmm. your issues have uh done for you yeah did Um, you have any questions for escher i did uh well what is she doing now we'll assume that we're walking and talking right what is she doing now where is she Strand. Honestly, yeah. she's probably watching, waiting for her grand entrance. She does like a show, doesn't she? She likes a show and she likes being the star. 
you know, if you don't have to stay if you don't want to. You've already done more I than enough. shouldn't, and he shouldn't either. He says, kind of looking at Ismark. Why? In fact, we should go now. Does she have control over you? <laughs> she could. Right. Will you help defend the villagers? It would probably be better for us to get away from people as best as we can. Okay. When this is all over, I don't know what's going to happen to you as far as your... She kind of motions to their mouths. <laughs> but I, I hope there's something that I can do about it. Me too. Thank you for everything. You too, Ismark. Um, and we will jump back to Kefris, Irina, and uh, Bartholomew. Is there anything that you three talk about before um, you arrive at your destination? General plan. We know that we have to get to the chapel. And that's near the meeting place. We know Strahd's a caster. So how, like, basically just determine marching order. I can function either from in front or behind, so pepper her with crossbow bolts until you get really close, and then I'll run up. And I know that it didn't exactly work out as well as we thought it was going to last time, but my vote is still to give Irina the holy symbol. In all honesty, she's the only person who can use it, so... It makes the most sense. Irina gets out the holy symbol, just kind of confirms that she still has it. I thought that Silmi had it from when she had gotten knocked out, or did you return it to her? Uh, she reached down Silmi's. Oh, okay. And, cool. And yeah, she has it again. All right. Sweet. Yep. All right. And just so, yeah, Kefiris just <clears throat> volunteers to be front-facing meat shield. Okay. As you are meandering your way through the castle, um, you see some crazy things. Um, you come across a room with some abnormal stuff inside. Um There appears to be religious iconography as well as some sort of mechanical artifice. And it is also very dark. Uh, and these... Sorry, the cat is going nuts right now. <laughs> they, uh, in the darkness, um, amongst these strange shadows that are being cast across the walls, um, you find what appears to be an altar with a glass coffin on top. Uh, and you can see that there is a silhouette inside 
but um, it is too dark to ascertain what exactly is in there. Bartholomew holds everyone up. Maybe this is where she comes back when we kill her. We should take note of it. And he's going to light a torch just to see what else is inside there and walk in. Okay. Um, As you do so, you can see that um, many of the machines in here are made out of bronze and copper. Um, And there are also some alchemical tools around as well. And as you're walking, um, are, do, you, do you head towards the coffin, or...? Yeah, there's a silhouette in it, right? It's yeah, made yeah. of glass. Um, as you are approaching the coffin, um, you walk past um, a figure in a chair. Um, and, it, like, and then suddenly notice him for the first time as the light uh, falls upon him. Um, and his head is down. Um, he's got kind of a, a, a handsome face, actually. Um, and you suddenly recognize him as the abbot. Oh, don't like that. Is, like, if I wave the torch over him, what, what do you, what see? Um, you move the torch closer to him, and you can see his head is down. Um, it seems to be in some sort of contemplation or prayer. Um, then he just looks up at you. Duh! Hello there, Bartholomew. Abbot. And he looks and sees Kefris and Irina behind you. And he says, I was hoping that you would come to visit. I always promised I would, didn't I? I'm sure that that promise applied to different circumstances. And what are the circumstances here, Abbot? Uh, He kind of shifts a little bit, and you can see that um, this pile of junk behind him um, is not actually a pile of junk but is, in fact, um, what appears to be like Tesla coils just kind of sticking out of his back um, at awkward angles. Uh, And he shifts a little bit, and you can hear the clanking of machinery. Um, And he says, After you turned down my offer, Strahd and I had to pursue different methods of saving this land. And is that what you're doing here? You're saving it. Yes. The cities are in hell. And that is exactly why this needs to work. Um, and he stands up and kind of waves his hand. Um, and that sarcophagus uh, lights up um, the glass inside, illuminates um, the body of what appears to be the spitting image of Tatiana. 
Um, and as he does this, uh, you can hear um, the hissing of steam as pistons uh, push the sarcophagus upwards until um, she is vertical. Um, and you can hear the grinding of stone as uh, the entire apparatus just kind of pivots to face you. Is he connected to anything? Yep. As as he starts walking, you can see that there's a big, long, um, like, uh, it's like a a wire that's, like, ringed with a coil going down. Um, So it kind of, like, makes a shrieking noise as it drags across the ground. I'm going to attack that. I'm going to attack that so fast. Okay. Roll initiative. Oh, fuck. Speedy, why? Eight. Also eight. Alrighty. Uh huh. Okay. We need to jump back to Selmy real quick before we resolve anything. Sumi, you are literally finishing up your conversation with Escher and uh, Ismark about how they need to separate from you. Um, When you hear a voice begin to echo through the halls in laughter, and you recognize it as Strahd, she's like, (laughs) Right. <laughs> uh which way is it coming from? Uh it just kind of seems like it's coming from the walls. It reverberates. You can feel um a, a slight tremor and you can watch as ripples move through the water. Um time to move. <laughs> Sylvan's gonna start running the way out. When you means- when you like look back at your vampire spawn buddies, um, you can see that the two of them are having some sort of internal conflict. Uh-huh. Um, and um, Maybell clocks that. Yeah. And she grabs your elbow and she says, Yup, you're right. Let's get out of here. <laughs> sure wish we had some fucking werewolves. <laughs> so I also need you to roll initiative. Oh, Golly gee. Oh boy. Um sixteen. Sixteen. All right. So you will be participating in this combat in the form of a chase. Okay. So, How much dice do I use? Okay. When we come around to your turn, you will tell me how you are escaping from Ismark and Escher. And I will remind you that they both have climbing speeds and they are both faster than you. Yep. All right. Are we ready, everybody? Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, I, have, I have separated uh, the two of you's initiatives. Um, so, 
uh, we will resolve the chase first and then the fight and then chase, fight, go back and forth. Um, so what do you, what do you do on your turn to, uh, do you, or do you want us to come back to you and like do no, the other way around? That's fine. What, what do you do on your first, uh, round? Uh, there are a bunch of traps in this hallway. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would like to use my arcana to trigger one of them to hit the guys behind me. All right. Give me a roll. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's eight. Eight. I rolled a one. Super good. All right. Um, you get a 30 foot head start. Uh, and the two of them are going to fight against Strahd's influence. Um, however, um, as they do so, Ismark's arm, where um, his illmatory cord that has been burned into his skin, uh, as according to his consecration ceremony, lights up and he gets a bonus to this. Holy butts, Ismark! Can you make it this time? He finally made a save in his goddamn <laughs> life! My god, it's an uh, awesome god. <laughs> So um, the two of them are, are like uh, putting their hands in their heads, um, they like baring their fangs, trying to fight against Strahd's influence. Um, and Escher just goes completely feral. He begins running after you. Oh, um, Ismark uh, likewise goes feral, but he tackles Escher uh, and gives you a little bit of time to get away. Oh. Uh, and Maybell. <laughs> Maybell runs along with you. All right. At the top of the round, um, in Fight Town, uh, as at Kefris, I'm going to let you have one attack against this uh, here wire thing. I'm going to call it a surprise round. Um, I'm just, I'm going to give you one attack okay. at the top. Does it. it does it look like it's connected via a plug or does it just go right in? It goes like right in like okay. it's it's like legit like a part of his body by this point like you like as he turns around you can see that it's like attached at the base of his spine um and there are just like um circuitry moving in geometric patterns kind of across his skin and Kefris is just going to say to himself, Kaplow, as he goes to try and strike against this electrified cord. Cool. Let's see it. All right. I would also like to say, can I use my bonus to rage? Uh, wait until your turn for rage. Okay. Sounds good. Because... Yeah. Oh, boy. That is a 26 to hit definitely hits okay so then that is 11 points of magical piercing damage okay so your uh spear goes directly into the do you like get any radiant or necrotic on this no only if i'm raging uh, yeah just checking um 
So um, your spear plunges into the cord. It like um, gets in between those coils and you can feel it sink into the rubber of this wire. Um, and there is an electric jolt that just kind of runs up the cord and into the abbot's body. You can see him flinch um, and stiffen a little bit. Uh, and then he like relaxes a little, uh, he relaxes from that jolt. Um, and then he looks up at you and says, I am not a violent man, but fortunately, God, this, that, that, this, this line isn't going to work. Um, I am not a man of violence. And that's why I have her. And he reaches up, he takes a plunger and he flips the switch. Pazow! Um, did you just there... fucking bane this? What? You did. What? You, what? Poison Ivy and Bane, Batman Forever? Oh. No, is Batman, a, Batman and Robin. Is that a, is that a line? Yeah. She oh. says, uh, <laughs> I don't remember what she says, but she says, that's why every Poison Ivy action figure comes complete with him. <laughs> God, such a dumb line. <laughs> that's D&D. What's, what's, the, what's the rubber lips line? Can't poison rubber lips. Um... <laughs> Gross. <clears throat> he pulls the plunger. He pulls the switch. There's electricity everywhere. Bazat, bazat, pazow. Um, and Tatiana's uh, prepared vessel um, steps out of this glass sarcophagus uh, and like smoke pours into the room from uh, from around her feet, and you can see her heft a. Uh, she's she's like covered in um, glittering uh, golden plate mail. Uh, her flaming red hair is wreathing her head like a, like the aura of a sun. Um, and she hefts this enormous uh, golden warhammer, and she is ready to have a fight with y'alls. Um, and so. She is going to make two attacks on Keffy Boy. Sponge Boy, me Bob. Um, the pipes, the pipes are calling. A 26 hits and a 22 hits. Yep. Here comes some damage for my friend. Oh, God. <laughs> Fourteen bludgeoning damage <clears throat> and nine bludgeoning damage. Okay. Um, and looking into her eyes, um, she there, there is no spark of life. This is a soulless creature that is just sort of mechanically um, obeying the commands of her creator. Speedy, it is your turn. Cool. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm gonna pop some shots into the abbot. Uh, one second. Um, first shot is a sniper shot, which is going to be at a minus five. But that's a did Irina get a lower initiative than we did? Yes. We both got eight. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um Team does a sixteen up. hit the abbot? Uh sixteen does not. Ooh. Bonus action. 
That's better. Uh, does a dirty 20 hit the abbot? Yes. Cool. Uh, that is... Math. Sorry. Um, seven points of piercing on the first, and then my second attack... Uh, 19? 19 hits. Cool. Woo! Um, oh! Yeah, I didn't say it the first time around. Never mind. Um, 10, 13 points of piercing damage to the abbot. Okay. So you said 13 points of piercing damage and then 13 again? No, the first one was 7. 7 and 13. So 20, even. Okay. What the fuck? Is the, is this magical piercing damage? No, it is not. Okay. Um, you can see those... Um, they Where your bolts pierce his skin, um, they kind of bounce off um, and kind of, like, almost as though they're chipping paint. They kind of take flesh-colored skin away, and underneath you can see that there is just this um, bright golden light shining forth. All Next. Right. That is Speedy, and now it is Kefris. I would like to rage! Okay, and then he do. <laughs> Monster man. Uh, and then I am going to uh, look at new Tatiana and going to yell at the abbot, was this Vasilka? And then I'm going to stab him. With my spear. Okay. And I'll Have do it recklessly. I'm glad I did. Does an 18 hit? An 18 does hit. <sighs> yes. Okay. So there is that. And then... Okay, so that is going to be 11 points of, or no, sorry, I always forget uh, how much I add for my rage. God damn it, that note's not showing up. That's okay. It's in my features with this. So that is, uh, God damn it. I need to rewrite this. I had a cheat sheet. Uh, for 16 points of magical piercing damage, and then 8 points of radiant damage. And 8 points of radiant damage. Yes. All right. And I'm still, uh, I'm actually going to still be attacking the cord, if that's okay. The cable that's connecting him. Okay. It seems to hurt him just as much. Okay. And then second attack, another 18 and yes. that is for another 16 points of uh, magical piercing damage. All right. This seems to hurt him a lot. Uh, he, his, he, his back arches with every strike um, as a jolt of electricity just kind of travels up his body. Um, you asked him, was this Vasilka? Yes. Um. She is serving her purpose. 
And then it is Irina's turn. Um, she will do something. God. Um, she's going to get up uh, between Vasilka and you, Kefris. Um, and she is going to attack with her longsword. Uh, she can make three attacks. Uh, two with her longsword, one with her short sword. That hits. That hits. Holy fuck. That goalie! She just rolled two 18s and a 19 on the die. That's she my girl. Is, <clears throat> mad! That's my That's your wife! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here she comes with non-magical damage. Uh, two eights and a six. Seven, 13, 14, 17, 20, 23. Reduced. Actually, no, I don't think she gets redu reductions. I'll double check. I just, I just typed something in all caps into D and D Beyond, and it like has such max uh, or uh, it has such manic energy. Um, yeah, no resistances. Cool. Everything is great. All right. So that was Irina, the Abbot, on his turn. Um, will say she is serving her purpose and it is time for you to serve yours um and he just kind of reaches out and he touches irena um and he she... cast in a spell no not really fuck <laughs> <laughs> and she needs to make a wisdom save holy fuck irena that was another 19 on the die my wife <laughs> she's like Nope. Not touchy. Not Fuck off. Um, so he reaches out to touch her um, and she literally just backhands him. <laughs> she says, Fuck off! And that's not her voice. What the fuck? Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Tatiana on her. Oh no, Silmi, you're running. I'm running, yes. I, what do you do? As uh, I would like to use my history to uh, maneuver my way back uh, the easiest and most direct way out. Okay. Uh, I get plus two, right? Is this a save? No, it's a check. It's a check. Okay. Uh, 15. 15 is good. Fuck yeah. You get yourself a success. You remember... Um, you are heading your you're, you're heading back the way that you came um and it occurs to you that um you'll probably actually be able to lose them if you go a different direction and so you use your history to remember the layout of the castle and you jump off of the spiral staircase at a point when you think that they will not 
know where to follow you. Uh, Tatiana, on her turn, is going to try and maul Kephas. She just kind of sidesteps Irina um, and brings her maul up, um, and she misses with the first one. But the next one, I'm pretty sure, hits. Um, a 24. Oh, yeah. Oh, All right, so she swings it up, um, and that misses. And then whilst it's still up in the air, she just brings it back down. Um, and it slams into your shoulder. Um, and she's going to do a number of damage, amounting to... Ten bludgeoning damage. And then it is Speedy's turn. Okay, here we go. Um, crossbow one hand, sun sword at the other. It shoons out. Um, more focus this time into like a very long extended kukri. Ooh. Um. I'll pop this no I'm gonna attack with the sun I'm gonna attack arena with the sun sword not gonna attack arena with not Irina I mean, Tatiana, Tatiana. That's no right. I'm gonna attack Irina shut up <laughs> <laughs> this will fix everything this will fix everything I'm going to turn sniper shot the ab ah that's 19 yes Right? 19 hits, yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, four, five, nine, and 31 points of damage. Jesus. Okay. All right. And then second attack. Okay. On the Abbot. I'm gonna, that, oh. that was one of your non-magical bolts? That's one of my non-magical bolts. Actually, I'll try to hit him with the sun sword. That dice is gone forever. Does a natural 20 hit? Uh, hell yeah. Oh, wait, I get dex. Um, five points of radiant damage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, total? It's a two. That's roll 20? Oh, natural 20, you're right. No, no, yeah, sorry. There we go, that's better. Um, five and eight is 13 points of radiant damage. Okay, um, what does radiant damage do to this boy? Probably nothing. Uh, <laughs> it heals yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just radiant damage? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. No, he, he seems to be resistant to Radiant as well. Amazing. Death by 100 cuts. Cut. Okay. This is... Okay. Um, wonderful. Excellent. Uh, Kefris, it is your turn. Uh, so he looks like he didn't take as much damage from the, from the Radiant that Speedy did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... 
then Kefris is going to continue looking at the abbot, but his eyes, which are normally like the white sclera with the yellow, are going to get black sclera. Ooh. And uh, he is going to say to the abbot, and what was my purpose? Just to be your monster? And he's going to start stabbing out at him, but he's going to be uh, using necrotic damage instead of radiant on his spear. With a reckless attack, but a 17 doesn't hit, right? A 17 does hit. Oh! It was a 16 that didn't hit. Oh, so we found the magic number. It's 16. Found it! <laughs> All right, so that is going to be for 11 points of magical piercing damage and 8 points of necrotic damage. All right, that seems to be uh, the ticket that you are aiming for. Um, so uh, I imagine that you go in for a stab and it just kind of like the spear goes in through his gut and out the back. Um, and he looks at you and you can see that his eyes have likewise changed as well. Um, and they are just completely um, shining out with yellow light. Um, just there seems to be nothing underneath his eyelids except for radiance. Um, and he says, do not underestimate a monster with the proper... Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this guy cannot do his one-liners today. Um, he drank too much coffee before. God, he sure did. Um, do not underestimate the usefulness of a monster with the proper motivations. And Capris is going to growl and stab again. My second attack as a 21 hits. A 21 absolutely hits. Uh, followed up with 13 points of magical piercing damage, no radiant. Okay. And that's it. Alright, he seems very hurt. Um, he... Um, Along with these, um, these, like, the strange geometric veins that have, like, crawled up onto his skin seem to be spreading, um, and more and more of his skin seems to be cracking away, like, um, like chipped paint, and you can see more and more of that radiance beginning to shine out. Um, and then on Irina's turn, Who should she attack, Ta uh, Tatiana or the, the abbot? Now, you know what? She's protecting Kefiris from Tatiana, so she's going to go for her. Uh, natural one. Natural four. And natural 18. That is her short sword. Max damage. She does... Nine piercing damage to the lady. Um, and then the abbot on his turn will reach out to Tatiana. Um, and I do mean Tatiana. 
and um, you can see that light begin to radiate from his uh, hand as like the skin uh, on it just seems to char and actually like fall away. Um, and uh, a hand made up of pure light just reaches out and touches her um, as he heals her. With a spiel? With a spell-like ability. God damn it. <laughs> this is the most useless feat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just you wait. Just you wait. Just you wait. Oh, one more of those. Thank you for following Brooklyn Arts. 12, Brooklyn. 17, 25. <clears throat> All right. So you can see her take a uh, breath as um, wounds on her begin to close. Uh, and then it is Silmi again. Oh boy. Uh, Silmi is going to uh we I went a different way than I had before, correct? Yes. Okay, I'm going to use investigation to try and figure out the best way out of here. All right. God fucking damn it. I haven't rolled above a 10. Um I just have high stats. Uh 11. 11. Awesome. Okay. I say you find a secret entrance and you get lost. Fuck. <laughs> Mabel, do you have any idea where we are? You are separated from Mabel. No, I can't. No, I can be. Oh my God, I don't have a telepathic link with her anymore. Whoops, fuck. Uh, Tatiana on her turn um, is going. Uh, actually, I think that the abbot will, uh, as when he touched her to heal her, um, he will say, uh, take what belongs to you. Um, and then points at Irina and so she turns her gaze on her and that maul will be turned against Irina now. I'm pretty sure both of those hit 21 and yeah 21 and the other one's higher. <laughs> Seven, eight. Eight, seven is 15, plus six is 21 bludgeoning damage on Irina. Um, you can see this dents her armor a little bit, um, but she keeps on kicking. Uh, this seems to hurt, but like she is still pretty okay. Uh, now it is Speedy's turn. Kefris has the abbot handled, unturning to Tatiana, sunsorting her, crossbowing her. Hope it helps. Uh, crossbow, no sharpshooter, because I'm going to need every bit of this. Does a 21 hit? 21 will hit Tatiana. Cool. Has she taken damage before? Yes. Cool. Thirteen points of piercing on the first attack. Already. 
And again, natural 20. Yeah, boy, get it. Another crossbow shot. Uh, damn, um, I maxed out. Ooh. So that's 17 points of piercing damage this time. Mm -hmm. And then final crossbow shot is not going to hit. Nat okay. one. Hey. And none of that was electric? No, it was just pew pew. All right, just checking. I need the HP. <laughs> uh, this is fair. Kefris, all you. Kefris versus the Abbot. Uh, and he is going to ask the Abbot, then what's my motivation? He's not a director. <laughs> no, like... The abbot said that a monster can be used with good motivation, so... Ah, uh, shit. That's not the word I wanted to use. Um, I don't know, like, faith? Um... You just gotta have a little bit of faith! Faith? Like, it's not, it's not faith. Um, devotion? I think that's what I meant. Alright. Then he'll say nothing and just fucking stab this guy. 28 to hit. Okay, yes, absolutely. Yes. God. Uh, and that is for 11 points of magical piercing and 6 points of necrotic. Alright. Um, these uh, spear jabs are just going directly through him. Um, and honestly, at this point, he just kind of like spreads his arms and lets you do it. Well, good, because I got a 19 to hit. And that is for 11 points of magical piercing. All right. How do you down him? Uh, so Kefris is going to rear back with his final spear thrust and look at the abbot and just say, abbot. I forgive you, but the people will never forget what you've done. And then I'll stab him through the chest. Okay. And it's just um, like, I imagine like, even though there's no necrotic damage that is happening with this hit, it is the spear thrust through, but it doesn't penetrate fully. And on the back, you just see a dark burst of energy as the magical damage hits and then just pulls the spear back out. And it is a dwindling of light from that uh from that stab wound that just sort of spreads out until he's extinguished all right um as you do that um he he like reacts as you know like he as though he does feel this but like not not as much as a a mortal would um like it, like these are These are fatal stab wounds, but he's reacting as though, like, somebody's um, poking him with a stick, um, which, you know, essentially you are. Regardless, um, as you press that spear into his gut, um, he reaches out and puts a hand on you, um, and he says, well done. And as he perishes, you can see the rest of his skin just char and burn away. Um, and he begins to uh, glow brighter and brighter. 
Um, and as he does so, you can feel that there is celestial uh, magic uh, occurring in this moment, as though his willing sacrifice has kindled something. And the entire castle begins to shake. Um, and then you turn and you see Irina has actually thrown her head back and her eyes are glowing. Um, and a radiance is actually coming out of her mouth. Um, and uh, she convulses for a moment and then uh, both she and Tatiana fall to the ground. Uh, and as they do so, there is a sound like a thunderclap and the entire room that you're in just crumbles and all of you begin to fall. I Fuck. Go on break. All right. Well, that's where we're gonna go to break. So thank you, Danae, for making me hate everything about this right now. It's incredible. I am loving this last session of Strahd. I did not expect to fight the abbot, let alone find him here. I thought, if anything, it was going to be Wacko Blinsky, but, like, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we are going to be going to break, so we shall return in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, but we shall return shortly. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! Hello, everybody, and we're back. Hey, RJ. Hey. You got a really cool sweater. What does it say on the crest? Uh, just indoor adventures. All right, you want to know where you can get a sweater like that, or at least a design if you're interested in merchandising? Todaykeer.com. Uh, hey, OB, you got a really cool <laughs> picture of, of Gwen and Ghost up on your wall. Where could I go to commission an artwork such as this? Todaykeer.com. Oh, man, what? Oh, this overlay, this overlay, and all of these character portraits? Oh, I, do you want to know where I got them? Todaykeer.com. Todaykeer.com. Holy fuck, am I getting bitted? Is this, is, this getting, <laughs> is this a bit right now? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> 33 oh, episodes. You know, honestly, every single Tuesday, I get that feeling that, like, when we come back from a break, I'm like, we need to have a bit. Like, <laughs> so there. And then it actually happened. And I was like, oh my God. So, yeah, we done Hi, bitted you. And welcome to Curse of Strahd. As you were. Janaykeener.com. Oh, God. All right. So we're going to pick up with uh, Somi, who was in the middle <laughs> of running away from some vampires. Um, you turn a corner um, as you have suddenly been separated by Maybell. Say you like pulled a candlestick on the wall and the entire wall did like a... Uh, and as you do so, you hear a chorus of hissing, and you turn around and you see uh, two vampires spawn. One um, is wearing a jester's outfit and has a bearded face, um, and the other one is a uh, very pretty young girl in a, um, a, a nice blue dress uh, with her hair pulled up in a bun on her head. You recognize these two as Blinsky and Gertruda, um, the girl that you spoke to, with at the, uh, 
dinner with Strahd. Uh-huh. Um, and they are, it appears that they are both vampires and they are both here to drink your blood. Um, what do you do to get away from them? Are we still in chase mode? Yeah, we're still in chase mode for you. Solid. Uh, I'm going to use... I'm gonna you're, use our You're allowed to use spells if you I so. I know. <laughs> I don't wanna use spells. Um, um I am going to because I have something that I could do, but I really don't want to use it right now. Um I am gonna use uh Arcana. <laughs> I'm going to uh, activate a trap if I can. Are there traps? Can I do that? Sure. Okay. I would like to do that, please, dice. I mean, a 16. <laughs> a 16 will do it. My, my dice still haven't rolled above a 10. Uh, what, are your, what are your cantrips? Um, chill touch, frostbite, mending, prestidigitation, sacred flame, scare the dying. Okay. Um, I'll say that you can use any one of your like damaging cantrips. Um, you uh, are you face off with these um, these vampire spawn, um, and you can see that they're actually standing directly where a trap would swing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see the arcane sigil that would set it off. Um, and so you just throw a spell at it, um, and it sets off the uh, it sets off the trap, and like a swinging log just comes down and poof, like boots them off to the side. Um, and you take off running again, um, where you uh, turn another corner um, and run into somebody, and like both of you begin to freak out for a second. <laughs> it's Maybell. Oh, thank God. Oh. This way. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know. And um, she, she says, Sue me, sue me this way. And she. Oh, God. <laughs> She, she takes you to a uh, room where you see that the floor has recently fallen out. Um, and you look down, you see um, as the dust begins to clear, uh, your brother and Bartholomew are coughing and beginning to stand up and dust themselves off. You appear to be looking down into what seems to be a chapel of some kind. Kefris! I'm here too. <laughs> oh, Speedy! Oh, where's Irina? Uh, and as you say that, you notice <coughs> that there is a third figure wearing golden armor um, with bright red hair who has dragged herself to her feet and is walking to the front of the room. Um, and actually standing in the middle of that, um, well, in she's walking up to an altar and standing in front of the altar is a tall woman with dark hair and a long black cape and a uh, half-open billowing uh, white shirt. Um, it is Strahd von Zarevich, uh, and she will literally give you guys a slow clap as Tatiana walks up and stands beside her. And you can see that there is no longer a mechanical... Uh, trance-like look in her eyes. Um, there is knowledge. There is a person in there. Uh, and she stands protectively in front of her mistress. Oh, boy. 
gonna take a knee next to Irina and prop her up, see if she's okay. Um, she is limp <clears throat> and dull-eyed. Great. Give me a medicine check. Hey, I'm skilled in those. Um... Wow, 21. Jeez, okay. Um, you get out some smelling salts um, and waft those under her uh, nose and um, she suddenly like comes like back to the world of the living, just kind of coughing and sputtering. Looks uh, up at Strahd. Uh, she continues to cough um, and sees what's going on there uh, and you see her reach for the holy symbol. Is it there? Yeah, it's there. Um, she... Oh my god! <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna let you guys like do anything about that if you wanted to. Um, she takes out the holy symbol and she points it at Strahd. Um, and you see her her mouth move in a um, religious invocation, and nothing happens. Solid. How high up am I? Um, a good 20, 30 feet. If it's, is it 20? Because in I, six I, seconds, I can grab my sister and bring her back down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can be. All right. <laughs> Use my climbing speed. Just whoop. Do you mind getting my wife, please? Can she not turn into an owl? Not on command. Look, contrary can you hold on to a moment. She's gonna seen. turn to Strahd. You just one moment. He'll, Would you mind getting? Um, she, she Strahd is literally like giving Tatiana a long, passionate kiss, and she just <laughs> kind of waves you off, like <laughs> dismissively. So now that we're all here. <laughs> Kefris will go over to Irina and say, just because you faulted, do not lose faith. And he will help her stand as well. Okay. Someone's um, going to ruin this moment and walk over to them and she's going to say, when I give this signal, you need to fucking get out of the way all right <laughs> okay um I, as as you are saying that um uh tatiana and strad seem to be um finishing up their uh own moment yeah you know just <laughs> moving on um <laughs> god it just it reminds me so much of silly and Macbeth. <laughs> we're not so different you and i <laughs> That's how you know they're the villain. <laughs> <laughs> for, oh, for the love of Michael. Okay. Um, so there you are. I'm going to lean over to Kefris. Do we have anything to say to her? He just shakes his head and he stands. All right. Go get him, brother. She's going to smack him on the ass. 
Are we starting a combat right now? Is that what we're going to yeah, do? Yeah, I'm down for it. Okay, I'm going to uh, pull out a, uh, a shaving of licorice root, uh, and I'm going to slap him on the ass and then slowly, like, well, just like, just right in the right in the crack just put a little licorice root and i'm gonna cast haste on my brother okay <laughs> butt rocking butt licorice yeah we go wrong Ew. oh god i don't like that i <laughs> took the rock out of my ass crack you weirdos <laughs> so i cast haste on kephas no <laughs> okay face my so glutes were too a... tight i would have destroyed that rock your speed is doubled. You have a plus two bonus to AC, advantage on deck saving throws, and you gain an additional action for each of your turns. This is why we call it taking Strahd seriously. Yeah. So during this moment of, this brief moment of respite, where uh, all of you are uh, beginning to square up with Strahd, um, I would like for you all to go ahead and take a short rest. Uh, this is this is a once in a lifetime, once in a campaign opportunity. Um, that in the middle of a fight, I'm going to let you take a like a breather, a, a, like a like a little a, a second. It was a long makeout sesh. It was a long make. There was <laughs> some heavy hour. petting, but we were resting. Oh my god! Started a campfire in the middle of it. <laughs> Incorrect. This is not what is happening narratively. It is everybody just taking like a and then getting into it. It's the adrenaline rush right before a uh, a long and hard battle. So you're saying that these several minutes felt like an hour passing and thus Roll initiative, you chuckle fuck. <laughs> <laughs> OG team chuckle fuck. Oh, that's better speed. Uh, 18? 18 for Speedy? Mm-hmm. Oh. Whoops. Five, please. I was still... Five. I had a lot of hit die I needed to roll. Uh, so, 13. 13. All right, well, fortunately... And I rolled. Maybell got a four, so she's gonna be right after you, Selmy. <clears throat> what level am I? <clears throat> At the top of the round. Oh, oh! Before we get right into it, um, uh, Kefris, when you walked over to, oh, we should probably we we are playing with a battle map tonight. Um, but that's only because um, there are many auras for me to keep track of, and it's it's just kind of important to know where people are in the um, Misty, and I accidentally deleted myself. Oh, there we you go. did not. I um, <laughs> I I moved you into my fog of war zone um, to um, spite you when you were Gundam battling with Steven earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was fun all right i'll make sure everybody's where they need to be all righty then um so when kefris walked over uh go ahead and position you guys yourselves where you think you would have landed here um 
when Kefris walked over to Irina and said, don't lose faith, um, she says, um, as she's kind of white knuckling the holy symbol, she's gone. Then you're free. So fight like a free woman who has nothing left to lose. All right. Um, she puts that holy symbol away and she draws her short sword. At the top of the round, it is speedy. <sighs> Strad von Zarovich is going to become a pincushion tonight. <clears throat> uh, uh, plus, does an 18 hit? An 18 does not hit Strad. Okay, bonus action. Does a 24 hit? A 24 does. For 9 points of piercing damage on that attack, and then third attack, does a 25 hit? Yes. Four. <clears throat> Ooh, six. 15 points of piercing damage. 15 points of piercing damage. Oh. I'm going to step... No, I'll stay where I am. Turn end. Okay. Um, on Irina's turn, she is going to cast protection from good and evil on herself. Or actually, no, she's not. Shit. <laughs> because she can't. Um, Kefris, I can't hear you. She needs some faith. Give me a persuasion check. Is it at advantage? Yes. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Oh, uh, persuasion, you say. Mm -hmm. Let's find out. An 11. Hmm. Cool. Um, she is going to get out her long sword and short sword. <sighs> and she is going to sprint at Strahd. Uh, and she is going to attempt to attack her. Um, the first one will hit exactly and the other two miss. However, when she does so, Tatiana uses her reaction to become the target of this attack instead. Uh, and so <clears throat> as Irina rushes up to attack Strahd, uh, Tatiana just steps in front of her and intercepts that sword. And it actually sinks directly into her flesh. Um, and as she does so, um, Bartholomew, you get a weird feeling that this is a very familiar scene. <laughs> 
seven piercing damage on Tatiana. All right. Uh, and then it is at the end of Irina's turn, Strata's going to use one of her legendary reactions um, to move her movement without provoking opportunity. Um, and she just kind of zips across the room inhumanly fast. Um, like, this is straight up like Dragon Ball Z movement. She just goes, she does the like, uh, and appears over there. And on her turn, she will use her movement to continue to the other side of the room. Uh, and then she is going to cast a spell. Yes. This what one. does the spell look like? Um, she begins to form a green ball between her hands, um, and she is going to throw it into the middle of the room. Um, Do I recognize the spell? Um, give me an arcana check. Okay. That's much better, Dice. Thank you. I just needed to have wine. That's a dirty, filthy, filthy 20. Amazing. Uh, you recognize this because the first time that you fought with Strahd, um, she, you cast a sickening radiance at her and then she brushed it off, said how cute, and then cast the exact same thing back at you. Uh, she is doing it again. I will counterspell that B. Okay. Uh, well, this is at fourth level. Uh, yep. spell is third, so you need to I will cast it at fourth level. Okay. Wait, I have a question because we are using battle maps. Yes. What's the range? It's a thirty foot radius. No. <laughs> Counterspell. Oh. Well, oh. Sixty uh, foot. Um, there is a measure tool. Um, oh. Find yourself there. Um, and it measures in uh, in spaces, so you need to multiply that number by five. It's oh. eighteen spaces. Um, you are sixteen. Wait, sixteen or seventeen? I'm not certain. You are ninety feet away. Fuck! Counterspell is a range of sixty feet. Oh! Damn it! Playing fair. That's fine. I actually I, I, I have not paid attention to the ranges at all <laughs> yeah so this is I, I have to get back in that this mindset is, this is the um this, this is the rub of yep. um map-based stuff but that's yes. fine okay sorry yeah, no it's okay i mean it's probably not gonna hit me so like <laughs> uh you'll see <laughs> <laughs> oh boy okay so Sickening Radiance at fourth level. She has cast it, um, and it is going to be a... It's within 120 feet. Uh, spell Sniper, anything, do you? Me? No. No, okay. Uh, a 30-foot radius centered on a point you choose within range, so I'm going to find out where that is. Um, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. Jesus Christ. Um, 
yeah a radius is like half of the circle yes you can hit all of us with it yeah that's fun uh unfortunately tatiana's going to be included in that but you know what she this is what she signed up for so um she will do that and um when it's not my turn i'll go ahead and put down that aura for you guys um so i need you all to make constitution saving throws please oh boy constitution i'm not gwen tonight oh nat 20. nice spirit dice see i just need to start drinking 22. 22 is good. 21 is also good. Um, Guess what, motherfuckers? Everybody succeeded except for Tatiana. (laughs) Um, However, this is one of those spells where you take half, I believe. Yes. Maybell rolled a 12. No, no, it is not. This is a uh, persisting. Maybell rolled a 20? 12. 12. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and roll damage and then I will read the text of this for everyone just so that we're all on the same page. Ah! I'm here, you. Alright. Or take... Oh, shit. You know what, y'all? We made this mistake last time. You don't it's make at the, the beginning. Save. Yeah, you don't make the save until you start your turn there. We'll just keep the saves. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Um, it was four for Tatiana and a 19 for a Irina. Okay, I'll write that down. We will resolve this when we come back to it. And now it is Kefris' turn. Okay, so for Kefris, Heek with haste. My boy has 21 AC. As a barbarian, <laughs> and I can move a hundred feet per round, so I'm gonna get right up, uh, right, right up next to Strahd. Hello. <clears throat> Does that not go down because you're away from Irina now? Uh, it's Easy 19 because she has to be within 30. So 5, yep. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So yeah, that's fine though. Uh, so I'm at 19, but I get to attack Strahd, but I have to use my bonus action to enter into a rage <clears throat> oh sickening radiance damage because we started uh okay. 21 we saved or yeah. 20 yeah 21 was my save he saved um and if you save i i think you don't take any damage actually sick Ending radiance. radiance i mean you're not because you saved boo i'm firing myself I'm sorry, what did you roll? I got a 22. 22 hits. Oh, to hit. I hadn't hit yet. I hadn't rolled those Oh, that numbers. was your save. Okay. Yes, that was my save. Um, yeah, you don't, I'm pretty sure you don't take anything. Okay. Uh, must succeed on a constitution saving throw or, or take 4d10 radiant damage, suffer one level of exhaustion, um, and emits a greenish light in a five foot radius. The light is impossible. Exhaustion, the spell go away when the spell ends. Um, so yeah. Okay. Does an 18 hit? An 18 does not hit. Okay. Second attack. Uh, 
worse than the first. Third attack. Because I get that now because of haste. That, please tell me this hits. A 26. A 26 definitely hits. Okay, cool. Don't you get four attacks now? No, because haste is specifically for one attack. I thought it was a full action. It is for a full action, but with an attack, it says in parentheses, one weapon attack only. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, so Strahd is going to take uh, 13 points of magical piercing damage and 6 points of radiant damage. Already. And he just steals himself. He has his shield ready, his spear's out. He's he's jiving with the spear that really wants to keep stabbing Strahd, so like worth at, it. At the end of your turn, she is going to use a legendary action to move away from you. Oh shit, that's not what I wanted to do. Uh, she just goes right up to the edge of that spooky spot. Um, and then it is Tatiana's turn. Uh, hmm. Did she drop the sickening radiance? She did not. Okay. It's still up. Okay. She's standing right on the edge of it. Okay. Um, so on Tatiana's turn, she's right next to Irina. Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, she is going to cast a spell. Uh, she's going to cast, God, this is, this is this entire fight, you guys. Um, for the love of God. Uh, oh, you know what? Strahd needs to do a constitution save. That's what you meant, right? Bit of both. I'm going to need y'all to keep me honest. Um, you did... You did 12 damage. Now, what is the, um, or the highest damage you did on your turn was 13. What is the rule for concentration and damage? So you cut it in half, and if that half would be less than 10, it defaults to 10. Okay. All right. So she makes it. She's good. Alrighty then. So, um, Tatiana is going to cast Spirit Guardians, um... Uh, a distance of 15 feet for the duration. So anybody within three squares of her is affected by this. Right now, that is only Irina. I reckon she'll go ahead and move so that she can include Bartholomew in this. Is that three squares away? It's not. Okay, that's four that's fine. That's fine. All right. Um, so when a creature enters the area, they have to make a wisdom saving throw, and then we'll handle that then. So we've got Sickening Radiance up, and we also have Spirit Guardians up. This is what killed that Shadow Demon. It's the Fruit Ninja of Auras. The way that this looks is um, she um, takes that maul, and she holds it against her chest, 
um, and you hear her make a religious incantation. You can see ghosts of her uh, comrades from the war, soldiers wearing uh, wolf-headed armor, rise up out of the ground, um, and they heed the commands of their general. Or second in command? She wasn't a general. Um, Lieutenant. So, Lieutenant. Uh, and that was a full action, so she's good. Um, and that will be it for her. Silmi, it's your turn. You are starting your turn within the sickening radiance. Mm -hmm. um, your concentration or your constitution save worked, so you're good. Okie dokie. Uh, Silmi is going to take a step back uh, outside of this. Uh, oh, token. Um, I'm gonna go there. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like thematically drag Maybell with me and kind of try to put her behind me. And when it's her turn, she will do as she's told. Uh, <laughs> and then Silmi is going to um, <clears throat> um, I know Rocco, it's very exciting. Um, I'm going to cast fuck it. I'm going to cast mirror image on myself, which is not a concentration. So I'm going to keep uh, my other one up. Um, so when somebody tries to attack me, there will be three illusionary duplicates of myself and there needs to make a d20 roll. All right. So it just looks like there's three Silmies there yeah. and one Maybell. Yep. And then that is my turn on Mabel's turn. She did not save, so she needs to take a number of damage. Okay. Oh, did will... Tatiana take damage too? Oh, sugar snappies, you're correct. Um, see, this is why I don't like these spells, because you have to remember to do them. <laughs> it's gotcha. all right, we got you. Uh, I, this is why I need you guys. You guys are here for this very reason. Okay, and also I have to a... play the goddamn game. <laughs> I have a question because there is nothing that says that she takes more damage to radiant damage. Yes. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. If I made that mistake, then that was my mistake. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure most of the time uh, fiends don't take extra radiant damage. Most of the time. Um, oh my god, I'm actually going to get out a calculator. I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna try and do math in front That's of people. That's fine. Um, all right, so that was 21. Oh no, it was only three. What am I doing here? I don't know. No, oh, this is Spirit Guardian. God damn. Help. No, 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 this isn't Spirit Guardian. Yeah, no, this one's this one's Sickening Radiance for Tatiana. And it was 4d10, <laughs> not 4d8. I'm, I'm having a time, y'all. Okay. okay. We love you. We love you. Oh, you got this, buddy. I no, no, no. She doesn't have this. No, we don't want her to kill us. Uh, so no, just to remain <laughs> calm in like oh, a yeah, hostage yeah. situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys just start giving me therapy and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm sweating under my balaclava. Um, <laughs> Alright, so that is 15, 18, 23 radiant damage for Tatiana. And she takes a level of exhaustion. <clears throat> um, and she needs to make a constitution saving throw. 
Oh God, Strad, you Did are. Did she a, back up? You are a toxic. No, partner. she no? backed in. Oh. Mm. Is Strad Kefris? <laughs> We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, and Tatiana needs to make a constitution saving throw, which she barely makes. Oh god. These two. These two. Okay, um, so Maybell took 23 damage and one level exa- of exhaustion. She has backed out. Um, and she is going to uh, stay behind Oh, you know what? She has resistance. Hold on. I didn't realize she rolls at advantage. Nope, she still didn't make it. I'm gonna kill my wife. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, she is going to stay back because I don't want to kill my wife. She only has a she has she does she has one more hit point than I do. I see now the mistake that I've made putting uh, you yeah, right? in charge of her. All right. Um, well, she has a frying pan, okay? Like, she's not just going to run into this nonsense. All right. So, Maybell has taken her turn, and now it is Speedy. Uh, Speedy, you're starting your turn <clears throat> in the Sickening Radiance. You already made your save. You're good. What do you do now? Mm, go move my ass right there. Which should be outside of the Sickening Radiance, right? Yes. <clears throat> you get right up next to Strahd, and as you do so, um, she says kind of casually to you, um, this is a pretty familiar situation, isn't it, Sergei? It's a nightmare. I've been reliving this entire time. And Sunsword for... Uh, Dirty 20? Yes. Cool. Um, five and four is nine and three is 11 points of radiant damage. 11 points of radiant damage? Yes. All right. And um, Sergei turns, his eyes flash brown as Speedy shoots uh, her with a crossbow bolt. Okay. 22. 22 will hit. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 points of piercing damage. Alright. And he'll spin once again and the eyes flash icy blue as Sergei attacks with the Sun Sword one last time. Uh, 16. No, that does not hit. Cool. Okay. Um, and what is the aura range, um, of the sun sword for its, uh, sunlight? Uh, sun sword, I believe it sheds five, but I can double, double check. All right. Uh, you do that as Irina takes her turn. She saved. Um, Constitution. She ar- she already did. She already did that um, on her turn. Um, so she's gonna... You know, no, no, no. Four. Strahd. Oh, Strahd, Strahd just got hit, right? Oh, shit. You're right. Thank you. Um, add another eight to the first attack because I forgot versus undead gets another 1d8. Okay. 
Yeah, she makes it. She's good. Still up. It doesn't say how much light it sheds. <clears throat> it does somewhere. I'll look into that. I, I want to say it's like sunlight for 30 feet and then dim light for another 30 beyond it. That's what I want to say. Um, Irina um, already took her, had her save and everything, so it is time for her to... Hmm. Ah, 15 foot radius of dim light. Okay. Oh, bright light in 15 feet and then dim light in 15 feet. You were right. All right, so it's three then. Um, oh, shit, Irina is starting her, she's starting her turn in Spirit Guardians. That's what it was. Okay. Um, so she needs to make a wisdom saving throw. That's uh, 10 on the die. Wisdom is... Five fifteen is going to make it exactly. Nice. On a failed save, she takes the damage, and on a uh, successful save, you take half. So here comes three d eight of see necrotic damage. Honestly. Tatiana's spooky now. She is a unnatural creature at this moment. Um, so that's going to be 10. 10 I rolled, so 5 she takes. Um, as these soldiers begin to swarm her, Irina is going to, on her turn, disengage and try and get closer to Kephras. And she will make another save on her turn, unrelated to any spells. One, two, three, four, five, six. She is now within 30 feet of Kephris, I believe. Um, she's making another wisdom save. And 18 will not be enough. So no thing happens there. Um, all right. So, um, it is now Strahd's turn. God damn it, Tatiana. Um, she's going to drop the Sickening Radiance. And she is going to do something else. Um, so when you do a ranged spell attack, um, when you are adjacent to somebody, it's at disadvantage, correct? Not in 5th edition. Not in 5th edition. edition? No. I think so. No. Alright. If then. it's, like, arranged to somebody directly next to you, then it's a disadvantage, like a regular ranged attack would be, but if it's you, like, for I'm example... So many. <laughs> trying to hit Tatiana... You know, like, if she were to do that, then it would be regular. All right. She wants to do this now. Hmm. Yeah, she's fine with this. Um, yeah, okay, let's do this for a while. She is going to cast a spell on Kephris. 
I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, I'm so good at those. Is it a charm effect? Do we have an advantage? <laughs> it's not a charm effect. Fuck. All right. So for this, I'm going to use the dice that our dear friend Koss made me. Which is, Koss, if I fail this, you know who I'm looking at. <laughs> Don't put that evil on 14. Her. 14 does not make it. Roll again, because you're a... Oh, yes. I'm going to use my fanatical focus to re-roll a failed saving throw. Thank you, uh, Speedy. Uh -huh. Very good. Very hey. Good. A 17. A 17 also does not make it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's about as good as I can do. All right. She is casting Phantasmal Killer. Um, Is she... Yeah, out of curiosity, on account of the fact that you guys are doing this for me as well, um, is she within 60 feet of Sylvia right now? No, just further. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, mm. 60. She's 13 squares. She's five away. So if she took a step oh. forward, she could. That's fine. I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, if you want to cast Counterspell, I will. If it's within five, I'll give it, I'll give it the wiggle room. Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> It's Phantasmal Killer. Do I know this spell? Um, I'll make an arcane. She has cast it on you before. Okay. So I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you have this one. I don't. I don't know what level it is. Um, personally, <laughs> it is a. It is fourth level. Um, a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. The target becomes frightened for the duration. At the end of the target's turns, before the spell ends, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 4d10 psychic damage. On a successful save, the spell ends. It's ongoing. Uh, yeah, Silmi will counterspell it at fourth level. Okay. Just take away my spells. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> and as she does so, because it is a... <laughs> Uh, it is a just, oh, just kidding. It's a somatic. I don't have to say anything. I'm just going to snap my fingers at her and I'm going to look at her and just go. She, she gives you literally that look where mm -hmm. she just kind of like a little, <laughs> a little disappointed. Um, all right. So that was her, that, hmm. She didn't like that. She didn't like that at all. She's taken radiant damage recently. She doesn't like that. She's also in sunlight. She doesn't like that. Uh huh. All right. Strahd ends her turn. Kefris, it's you. <sighs> okay. Uh, Kefris is going to zip zop zoop uh, up in between Irina and Strahd and. He is going to stab out towards Strahd. It makes the most sense to him. Oh, uh, yeah. Reckless attack for a 28 to hit. Yes. Okay. So that is for 12 points of magical piercing and 10 points of radiant. Jesus Christ. Um. Okay. And then second attack for 24 to hit. Yes. For min damage, nine points of magical piercing. Okay. 
And then third attack, because I'm still hasty. Uh, it doesn't hit. All right. It's a 13. It no hit. Uh, and then I don't believe I have a bonus action I can do unless I can offhand punch Strahd with my shield. But, like, that doesn't seem like an actual attack I should be able to do. Nah, there's usually, like, feats for that kind of stuff. Yep, so that's it for uh, me. And I, I think you're, honestly, you're trying to do, like, a a thing that GB was doing in that one game that... um. Jordan ran. Jordan with a PH ran. Yes. Um, God. Okay. Sorry. Had a flashback there. Okay. Uh, at the end of Kepris' turn, Strahd is going to use her legendary action to move without provoking. Uh, this is the first one this round. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, she gets up next to Tatiana. Okay. Uh, and then on Tatiana's turn, um, what does she want to do? She wants to get close to her best friends. So she will move one, two, three, four, five, right where Strahd was. Um, and her uh, men follow her um, as Spirit Guardians is centered on herself. And I believe it moves with her, yes? Yeah. Coo, coo, coo. Um, so she does that. And um, yeah. So now she's here. I believe she will attack Bartholomew. You want to hit a 14. Okay. Well, that first one was a natural one, so that's a null. Um, and this second one will be a hit because it's a 16. Uh, so here comes some damage, my friend. Three plus three is six. Six bludgeoning damage. Uh, 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 uh. Does she get a third? Nope. She gets two melee attacks. Cool. Well, because. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> All right, so that is all for her. Um, uh, that was Tatiana's turn. Uh, and at the end of Tatiana's turn, Strahd will use a legendary action to move just a little bit further. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be Silmi. Uh, Silmi is going to uh, speak to Strahd and just say, you and Tatiana have had your time. You're keeping all of these people in chains. It's not right. I don't expect her to respond. Okay. So I'm going to reach out a hand. Uh, my eyes are gonna glow. Uh, with a brilliant light, and I am going to cast Silmi Yahweh at third level. Ooh, that's really cool. Fucking god! Okay, that's a 12. That doesn't hit. It's All fine. right. Anything else for you, Silmi? 
No, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, what does Somi Yahweh look like as you attempt to hit Strahd? Uh, the caster glows with a brilliant light. Uh, so basically, I, uh, Silmi's eyes glow white. Her body just uh, exudes this radiant light, and she reaches out towards Strahd, and a beam of light shoots out towards her. Okay. Um, she moves uh, lightning quick um, and ducks that uh, beam. Um, and as she does so, she actually just starts laughing. And she's just... <laughs> This isn't about right and wrong, Silmi. Don't be so naive. It's about what I want and my ability to take it. And then, uh... Calm down, Indoor. It's gonna be Maybell. <laughs> uh... Um... I'm just gonna... <laughs> Maybell, hold an action. Uh, if anyone comes within... Uh, our area she is going to give them what for with her with her frying pan cool all right um speedy it's all you bud bold words for someone within crossbow distance pap 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 all right have a go uh, ooh, uh, does a, I'm not taking sniper shots at this bitch, um. Oh shit, you're in, within Spirit Guardian's range of, uh, Tatiana. Crossbow Master. But Spirit Guardian's. Ooh. Should they follow her? Yeah. yeah they, they do follow her. Shit. It's fine. Uh, 21. 21 is going to save. Cool. I'm going to move. You need to take half damage. Cool. Uh, This is necrotic. 13 and then 19 necrotic damage. Half of of 19. Oh, half of 19. Okay. So nine. Nine. Okay. Okay, cool. Does a 28 hit. Was a 20 hit Strahd? 28. 28, yes. <laughs> Day 20 has previously hit Strahd. Yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, sorry. Uh, 3 and 5, 8 and 10. 12 points of non-magical piercing damage on the first strike. Uh, second crossbow bolt is... 9 is... That's a hit. 26... Uh, three and five is eight points of piercing damage. And finally, no. I'm going to try and, shit, I can't see the radius. I'm going to move closer to the Strahd. I'll take the attack from Tatiana. Okay. I should have written, you know what, I will. Bitch, I will. Uh, write down her. Uh, Dirty 20 is going to hit you. Yep. 14 bludgeon damage. Jeez. 
she uh, I, th I, I think that as you start running towards Strahd, um, she literally just like swings low with her maul and like uh, takes your legs out from under you. Um, and it hurts, like you feel a little bit of a crack in your leg as you do so, but you just tuck and roll and keep running. Um, you actually limp a little bit as you do so. Cool. Um, so you moved closer to Strahd? Yep. Not a bad idea. No, it's a horrible idea. Arena on her turn needs to make a wisdom saving throw because she is within range of these spirit guardians. Um, she's going to make it half damage. Two, five, seven. Lucked out. Arena's actually doing pretty good here. Um, all right. Um, so at the end of Irina's turn, uh, she's content to stay there, I think. Well, actually, let me double check something. How close does she need to be to this? Oh, she's fine. She'll stay where she is. On Strahd's turn. Um, she has taken radiant damage in the past turn, I believe, so she does not regenerate. However, she's going to try and do something about that. Um, she is going to cast Wall of Force. Yeah. You can make a hemispherical dome with a radius up to 10 feet. Um, she will center it on Kepris. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll read this entire thing just so you guys know. Hemispherical dome or sphere with the radius up to 10 feet. Nothing can physically pass through the wall. It is immune to all damage and can't be dispelled by dispel magic. A disintegrate spell destroys the wall instantly, however, the wall also extends to the ethereal plane, blocking ethereal travel through the wall. So um, a hemispherical dome appears over Kephris trapping Irina and Tati uh, Tatiana in with him. Um, I believe the only way to get this down is to get Strahd to fail her concentration save. Or like a dispel magic if you have one. No, dispel it doesn't magic work. doesn't work. Dispel magic doesn't work. I could counterspell it. Do we want to do that? I don't want to meta. Don't meta. I mean, what would Silmi do? <laughs> Besides drink so more. Honestly, I think that Silmi would do it because, like, fuck straw. <laughs> like, I'm. No, I'm, you can't. No, you can't. I'm willing to allow this. Um, okay. That's what Cyber did. It is a fifth level spell slot. Oh, that hurts me. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh, I will try to dispel it at fourth level. Okay. Uh, then you will have to make a check. Yep, and I'll have to roll a 15 or higher. Yes. This seems fair. Yes. Uh, 13 plus 7. Yes, that makes it. You do it. Solid. 
Um, so uh, she attempts that. Um, and this time, instead of um, like a, a slight disappointment, you see her head actually snap towards you in like visible irritation. Uh, yeah. So we will again snap our fingers and just say, you can't win this fight, Strahd. Um, she just bears her fangs at you. Kefris, it's your turn. So I'm between Tatiana and Irina. Yes. But I need more than anything to face Strahd, so that's what I'm going to do. Irina seems fine with what she has, so I'm going to rush up. I checked and I can move to any square in this goddamn area with haste. So um, I'm going to do it as best I can. And I'll get it in front of her and my sister because I feel like Speedy is a good deterrent to the, to the sooth. And he's going to ask, uh, he's going to, he's going to ask Strahd. If Speedy dies, Sergei comes back. If Tatiana dies, she comes back. But what happens when we finally kill your ass? And then he's gonna recklessly stab. Uh, oh boy. 15 does not hit. So then second stabbies. Second stabbies is a 27. Yes. Uh, max damage. Ooh. Okay, so that is going to be for 14 points of magical piercing damage and 10 points of radiant damage. All right. So she dodges the first one, looks a little bit smug about it, and then the second one gets her, um, and she just cries out in anger. Uh, and you said, what happens when we finally kill your ass? She says, try me and find out! You could trap this entire valley, but you can't even trap me. How does that make you feel? And he's going to stab at her. It's her time. Hey. Uh, for a 20, 28 to hit. Yes. For 13 points of magical piercing damage. All right. That's it. That's all he got. He's just running up. And making hecka stabs. Okay. At the end of your turn, she will move her speed away from you. Get over next to Tatiana. Come the fuck on. Hmm. You know what? <laughs> Actually. get her there. <laughs> How can you get her? Oh, because you can go further diagonally. Physics are weird in D&D. It's 5 and then 15 when you go diagonal. No? Not in 5th edition? No, that was only 3.5. It's a yeah. free 5 feet when you diagonally shunt. That's bullshit! Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> Eight-way movement, baby. 
I mean, you are the DM, so if that's the case, then let it be the case, but, you know. Um, so, yeah, when you stab her again, she just looks at you absolutely feral, uh, very angry, um, and her head snaps over towards Irina, and then she looks at you and smiles, and she zips over towards her. Uh, and then it's Tatiana's turn. She is going to cast Heal Wounds on herself at a level of some sort. Mage Slayer. <laughs> if you wish. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, I know I know that feel, bro. I know that feel. Why is the mage up on a dragon when I am down here? Oh, this isn't that wasn't Strahd's spells that I was looking at looking at. That's why I was so confused. Or it got it was Strahd's spells that I was looking at. Help, help me. Don't actually. Never. <laughs> okay, she's going to cast um cure wounds at a third level. <laughs> Which will give her 38. Uh, 9, 13, 18 hit points back for Tatian. God. Um, uh, and she heals up. And then it is Silmi's turn. Oh boy. Um, Oh boy. Um Silmi is going to Silmi's gonna cast mage armor on herself. Okay. Uh so she uh let's see. She what is her AC right now? Pulls out a piece of cured level. Right now it's 13. But with this, it's gonna be Plus dexterity is going to be 16. Nice. So I'm going to override that with as long as Maybell's in close contact. Uh, and in the top of her turn, uh, she's going to, or at the end of her turn, she's going to look at Strahd and just say, we know how to destroy you. We know how to destroy you forever. You should make peace. And she's like very calm in all this. Hmm. At the end of your turn, she moves closer to Irina. Thank you. All right, Maybell's turn. She continues her uh, frying held pan. Held action. Her, held, her frying pan held don't, action. Don't give me my wife and tell me that she's not going to do <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I were in charge, I'd probably be doing the same goddamn thing. Yeah. You. Actually, hold on. Let me double check something. Ah, okay. Yeah, at the end of Maybell's turn, she is going to make an unarmed strike against Irina. What? Uh, it's one of her legendary actions. Not 
Maybelle has Strahd. legendary actions? <laughs> Hell yeah, she does. At Maybelle's turn, Strahd will make okay. her legendary action to make an unarmed strike against Irina. I was like, did I use the wrong name there? The answer is yes, but only a little bit. Um, <laughs> a 15 will not hit Irina on account of her very, very good uh, plate armor. And marriage. Well, I not really. she's benefiting from marriage right now. Her husband keeps running away from her. Um, all right. So now it's Speedy's turn. Gonna run up the strad. Bartholomew yells, don't you dare touch her. And he's going to attack with the sun sword. Natural 20. Let's go. Nice. Uh, um, sorry, math. I can do math. Who, can, who else can do math? Plus 29 points of radiant damage on the first attack. OK. Uh, 29 points of radiant damage? Yeah. Oh my god. Crit with the sun sword, which is 2d8, so that multiplies to 48. Oh my holy fuck, okay. That's fine. Oh, right. Oh. Cause she undead. Crossbow bolt. Uh, 15 and 7 is uh, 22. A22 will hit. Oh, I did that wrong. Hold on one second. <laughs> because I have Colossus Slayer, which is an extra D8 of damage type, is multiplied on a crit, right? <laughs> Go on. Add an additional 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 points of radiant damage. Oh my god. All right. Um, did, did, what, what did I, did I roll for my crossbow? No. Yes. No. Um, sun sword, second attack. Um, no. That's, that's my round. All right. Holy fuck. Uh, anything else for that? You, no, you just said that's your round. Okay. Super good. Uh, Irina, on her turn, is going to make another wisdom save for starting in the um, Spirit Guardians, but she really should have moved out of there. Oh, I also moved into it, so don't have to. She succeeds. <clears throat> uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a wisdom save, Brenda. That one. Ooh, 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 that's no good for you. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to calculate hers first, and I'll give you yours. You do you. Um, I will do me. Um, she's gonna take nine of this damage. Uh, nine necrotic damage. And then you're gonna take, oh, okay. Um, 13, 21 necrotic damage as these um, soldiers um, 
these ghostly soldiers of the past pile on top of you trying to protect their commanders. Uh, anything else for you, Frenda? Next. Next. Okay. Um, well, oh, wait, no. It's Irina's turn. Why am I asking you? She's going to shift uh, over to Tatiana and um, she is going to hit her uh, because she wants to try and stop that their constitution saving throw. Um, <laughs> what is Irina's bonus to hit? Irina's bonus to hit. Is a plus five. Okay. Um, a sixteen does not hit. Neither does that. God. Um, a seventeen will not hit either. That was not Irina's day. Okay. Um, so that is the end of Irina's turn. Um, Strahd is going to stay right here because this is where she wants to be, and it is Strahd's turn. Um, she uh, was going to attack Irina. However, she um, looks at you, Bartholomew, as you just did massive damage against her. She is absolutely livid right now. Um, and she says, you are not going to take this away from me again. Uh, and she is going to attack you, my friend. That one does not hit. Um, oh here we go oh Mr. Sandman. you know i thought to myself i really hope this one's a natural 20 but i didn't expect bring me a drink bum, 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 bum. make him the deadest i've ever seen i kind of want to get a word in before this happens but roll the damage okay i will Oh my god, my heart's thumping right now, you guys. It's crazy. All right, give me a sec. Um, Irina. Drum roll, please. Don't, don't, please don't. God, no, okay. stress me out. Um, She's got to do math indoor, okay? I, yeah. Give her a break. <laughs> oh, one, one small break. Um, so as I'm rolling this damage, um, the, her clawed hand comes at you Bartholomew and you can tell that this one's going to hurt um, this is going to hurt a lot um, but Irina has a a special ability that I have hidden from you guys up until this point and uh, Tatiana used it earlier oh, no. she's going to use a reaction to become the target of this attack no I deny this <laughs> Good to me. Sorry. Make, that's that's my wife. No. <laughs> Sorry. Never split the party. Welcome. Too Thank too you much. for the raid. There's too much. <laughs> Thank you for the raid. I'm about to fucking kill somebody. Thank you. Um, you just came in time to, to see Wings kill a vital NPC. It's it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I do need to roll twelve d six though. Um. Okay. Mr. Sandman, Eight. bring me a dream. Eight plus four is twelve. 
So 12 damage to Arena from piercing from the claws, and then um, the rolling channel, I got a 46 necrotic damage. Which is enough to drop her. Um, so, uh, Bartholomew, you brace yourself to receive this hit, um, and then when you open your eyes again, uh, Irina is standing in front of you, um, and you can see Strahd's claws actually sticking out of the armor, uh, uh, out of her back in front of you. Um, and <laughs> Strahd just kind of looks down and sees that, and she starts laughing maniacally, um, and she throws Irina to the ground. Um, and she is just laughing uh, directly at you, Kefris. Um, she, this is not the face of a sane woman. <laughs> and that's the end of Strahd's turn. Kefris, it's all you. Kefris looks back at Strahd and he takes a, he takes a more Spartan stance with his, with his spear and his shield. And there is an exchange of looks between himself and Strahd, and his eyes are wide, his teeth are clenched, and if this was an anime, it would just be the vertical sketch lines showing his face vibrating. He's not okay. And he is going to run directly into the thing! Needs to make a wisdom save for spirit guardians. <clears throat> That's 12. I don't think it is. No, no. Fanatic resistance? I can only use it once per rage. Ah, cool. And I've already... I, I haven't used it this rage, but honestly... Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. been hit, and I'm at 101 HP. I'm kind of fine right now. So how much do I take from Tatiana? Oh, God. Um, you didn't succeed? I did not succeed. Okay. I got a 12. I'm still reeling a little bit. Um, okay, 17 necrotic damage. Okay. And then I am going to make my attacks, and they are going to be reckless. And whenever Kefris has raged previously, it has always been partially him still there. This is the this is the beast inside that is incredibly angered by all of this. So that is a twenty-seven to hit. Yes. For Thirteen points of magical piercing damage and seven points uh no, eight points of radiant. And then okay. a twenty-seven to hit again. Alright. For fourteen points of magical piercing damage. And then a twenty-three to hit. 23 hits for 11 points of magical piercing damage okay what does it look like when Kefris slays Strahd von Zarevich not pretty this is 
unceremonious and it is pure anger at this point the one person that Kefris has felt close to outside of his sister and speedy since he has gotten to this point has just been thrown aside does he feel the ceremonial connection fade or is it still there being this close so i rule that whenever a npc dies quote unquote um that people care about um they get death saving throws just like pcs okay however i'm willing to change that if you guys think it should go somehow go differently the only caveat that i would have as to differently did she take necrotic damage when she died because that she, is a variant rule where if you take necrotic damage when you hit you zero brought this up before and it was when strad von zarvich punched you in the face off of her horse we ruled it as it does not kill you instantly back okay. then we're going to do the same thing here And Kefris is going to say in the most monster man tone that he can, I said I was going to do one thing. And he rears up his spear. I'm going to take her to the beach where you couldn't. And I'm going to stab her through the face. Okay. That's it. Um, how does Speedy react to this? This, this this whole situation it's a very disjointed feeling because sergey was in the opposite role minus the throwing away of the body so he's standing there shocked for a second before like he shakes it off and he's about to run over to irena to try and heal her mm -hmm. okay um so that spear goes directly through Strahd's face um, and uh, like her, she has a look of shock for a moment um, and you can see just a, a sort of weary manic smile spread across her face as her body begins to uh, dissolve into mist and um, she just continues laughing as she does so. Um, if so like previously when she had died her ashes missed whatever went to a place is that happening now or is she just yeah, staying you've, you have seen this before i'm hounding it okay i'm You're gonna... like irena by herself tatiana by themselves behind kefris is following this um so as you as that mist begins to move, um, you can hear um, the same echoey voice that just kind of reverberated from the entire castle um, between uh, hysterical laughter. Um, she says, you think this is the end? It won't let you. It will never be the end. And you're chasing after this? I'm chasing after this miasmic smoke. Um, as you do so, um, Silmi and Maybell, are you um, beginning to chase uh, as well? Um, do I know that there would be a sarcophagus that is not Strahd's in this vicinity? 
What do you mean? Here? If I am looking for he who will not let us do it. Oh. Um, no. No, he wouldn't be in that kind of sarcophagus. In fact, um, Strahd is now the vessel. It, okay. is, it is going to be inside Strahd. It, it is really Strahd's sarcophagus that you guys need to look for at this cool. point. We um, found it. Well, they found it before, right? Mm-mm. No. No? We found the uh, silkas. You, you do know where it would be, though. Okay. Um, I would like to go there, please. Okay. As you um, you, you like, <coughs> take up chase as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, is anybody doing anything for Irina? I oh, went over uh, to her. Oh, yeah, right. he healed her. God, okay. The, right, the gotcha. healer of the party did the heal the thing. The person um, who actually cares. Gotcha, gotcha. I'll, I'll, I'll come to you in a second. Um, Question. Everybody, everybody forgot about goddamn Tatiana. Yeah. Uh, Silmi, you were the farthest away. So um, you kind of have to run towards her to chase after Kefras. Um, Tatiana's just kind of standing there. You see her men begin to fade away one by one. Um, and she's got a sad, lost look on her face as she just begins to fade away into golden light. Uh, she'll say as she passes, it's finally time for you to rest. Um, when, as we give chase, Silmi is going to drop haste on Kefris, and he is going to be out for a round. And she is going to try to overtake him and get beyond. Okay. Him. Um, so Kefris, you were like just tearing ass on all fours, chasing after this. I mess. had the caffeine high, and now I have the caffeine down. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, um, Maybell's coming with me. Yes. Um, you're like the sudden drop in speed makes you just tumble for a second. And, you should uh, just we... get up and keep on going. Or I mean, I was going a hundred feet per six seconds <laughs> yeah. for is it a, a hot. Is it a, a if I had, if I had nothing for, else to do, yeah. plus yes, action for a round. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah, you you just tumble, <clears throat> and kind of land on your back, and you're winded. Okay, because I would like to say, if Strahd was going like zoomies elsewhere, while hasted, Kefris could move three hundred feet per round. Right. But we know where she's going, right? You do? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm gonna. I am gonna. Uh, Somi is going to attempt to get there. Kefris is gonna beat her no matter what. But okay. Well, whilst I, you guys are running, right? It's only resolve- it only lasts a minute, so it's gonna drop at some point. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. We need to resolve Speedy and Irina. Yeah. He so will. He- Cast Lay on Hands at second level on her, and heal. That's a dice. Uh, six, nine, 12 HP. Can I say that I grabbed the Sun Sword as we walked past? From Speedy? Yes. You're busy. You're gonna have to wrench it from his hands. He's coming with you guys. Okay. The hot set. He's on his way. <clears throat> um, she, uh, her eyes flutter open. Um, she is in a pretty bad way, but you think that she's going to live. I'm going to ask if you could walk, but probably not on that injury. 
she uh, grips your hand tightly um, and says, finish the job. He'll rest his crossbow and some bolts across her lap just in case like people come down so she can defend herself as best as she can. Mm -hmm. Um, Take one hand, put it behind her head and just softly headbutt her. Mm-hmm. We'll be back soon. She nods. Um, and as you walk away, you can see that Tatiana has almost entirely faded off into uh, gold. And um, with one last look over your shoulder, you can see that Tatiana has knelt down next to Irina, and the two of them seem to be talking. And <clears throat> he shimmers and disappears completely. What's faster, going up the stairs or going into the basement? Um, the direction you need to be going is the basement, anyhow. But we have just had a pretty long and rough fight. I'm going to call for a second break. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to be heading into our second break for the evening, so don't go in a place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com to get yourself something nice. We're going to try and be back shortly, so don't go in a place. All right, everybody. See you soon. And we're back from our unprecedented second break. Wings, take us away. All right, um, so when we last left off, um, Kefris and Silmi were chasing Strahd's uh, misty form uh, to her final resting place, um, and uh, Speedy was not too far behind them. Um, since Kefris was out for a full round, I imagine Speedy will be able to catch up for you guys, uh, catch up to you guys fairly quickly. Um, is there anything that you guys want to discuss before you arrive? going down these uh, cold, spiraling staircases. Every now and then, Silmi uh, warns you away from a arcane sigil that would set off a trap. Uh, Silmi's just gonna say, I know what we need to do. Just let me do it when we get there, all right? Sure. I believe in you. I believe in you! Sylvie's like hyperventilating because she never works out. She's wearing heels. Kefris is like running 20 feet ahead of you guys. Stops. 20 feet ahead. Stops. Like... Zoomy boy. Um, so I Honestly, what you could do is just like normally when you're able to go that much faster than everybody else, you're on all fours. So what you could do is just jump up onto your uh, hind legs and run at 30 feet along with everybody else. Unless, of course, you want to be like hyperactive like that. I, I think Kefris would say his piece and then run ahead. Okay. Um... So you chase down that misty form, um, and Silmi also knows where she's going. Um, you finally uh, get down the spiral staircase and find yourselves up to your ankles in murky, disgusting water. Um, there are corpses of zombies and such that uh, Silmi had to fight with her team earlier. Um, you have to make your way through a maze of crypts. 
um, but you finally arrive in the large, uh, ostentatious uh, crypt of Strahd von Zarevich. Um, you can see that um, when you enter into the room, you have to push open these large ebony doors. Um, when you enter into the room, it's about as large as the chapel was, only it's very empty. Uh, the walls are carved with this uh, gothic um, crenellations, um, and the sarcophagus is uh, large and looming. Uh, and you can see that this misty form is just kind of pouring itself into the sarcophagus. What do you do? Uh, Silmi's gonna... I need the sword! Kefris is going to body check the coffin. <laughs> Hand her like... the sword, just glaring at Kefris, just like, what are you doing? In his it's... mind, you just need to destroy the coffin. It's it's pretty solid. It's made out of stone. He's beefy. It it's it skirts just a little bit. Melorisco, whatever Kefris. you're going to do, do it fast. Stand back, please. Maybe. Oh, by the gods. <laughs> cardio. You need to do more cardio. I don't know why you insisted on wearing a corset for this. I look fabulous. Yes, you do, dear. She's gonna take Mabel's hand. Vampir, are you here? Um, the misty form finishes pouring into the sarcophagus, uh, and the room becomes eerily quiet. Before, when you had communicated with vestiges, you were filled with a... Uh, either like a, a certainty from an intellectual level or from a, um, uh, in Kefris's case, uh, a, a, an overwhelming sense of dread. Um, this, however, is cold. And above all, hungry. You and can feel a presence. Something is listening. Kefris looks at Silmi. What are you doing? I'm ending it forever. Vampire, I've come to bargain. Hear a voice. Zarevich before you. Turned down my offer. How will you be different? I accept your offer freely. The blood of one who truly loves you. That is my price. Silmi slowly looks at Maybell. Maybell nods to you. <clears throat> Silmi grips the sun sword. Tears start streaking down her face. And she plunges the Get sword out. into Maybell. 
What have you done? This contract is sealed. And uh, you hear a ear-shattering scream. Um, the lid of the sarcophagus flies away, uh, and you can see the half-formed body of Strahd von Zarevich convulsing as the only thing that's been keeping her alive for these past hundreds of years is ripped away from her. Um, that dark mist swirls up into the air and uh, comes down to meet with Silmi's body, which likewise begins to convulse. Uh, Maybelle's lifeless body falls away from her. And it, what, is there a reaction from any of the other people present? Kefris is going to run up to his sister and and just hold her and he's shaking his head. He is what the fuck? This is not no. No. Is he is he saying that no? Just yes. I mean yes, he's saying no, but what the fuck? <laughs> Um, so, uh, as this occurs, um, Kefris is yelling at Silmi, he's calling her name, saying no. Um, how does Speedy react to this? He's going to turn inward and ask Sergei, is there anything we can do to stop this? No. And he understands why she's doing it. Silmi's body stops convulsing. Her eyes are closed. Her face is pale. Um, Kefris, you can feel that there is no pulse in your sister. Kefris starts crying and he holds her as close as he can because he understands that Silmi has paid a price that was never asked of her and he can't help but think to Silme and also to to his dad honestly of I've let you down because this seems like such grand magic in consequence that even if Silme has thought about this three four hell five times there are too many outcomes that are unplanned for but he still holds her close. All right. 
um, as Kefris grips his sister who is rapidly turning colder, um, we will cut away to the streets of Valaki, where uh, hunters who are uh, fighting for their lives and the lives of their loved ones um, are suddenly um, suddenly are taken aback as the hordes that have been accosting them suddenly fall and uh, just go completely limp. Um, gargoyles fall from the sky, uh, landing in the streets. Uh, vampires um, suddenly blink into, um, like blink back into uh, awareness uh, once before they were feral creatures who thirsted for nothing but blood. Um, they still have fangs. They are still uh, parasitic monsters, but they have essentially all received the same uh, treatment that Ismark has. Uh, we see Ismark and Escher uh, come back into their own as well. Uh, we see the fog that has fallen over Barovia recede back to the borderline. Uh, people blink in sudden sunlight. And uh, Kefris, holding his dead sister, uh, weeping over her, suddenly her eyes open. But I don't feel a heartbeat. And we're going to have a time skip here. Um, Elvie, do you want to explain what just happened? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, Silmi uh, took the deal with the vampire, which is the creature that Strahd had turned down the deal of before and inadvertently killed her love of her life. And taken the deal without meaning to. Silmi, knowing what to do and how she could do it, took the deal with the vampire, killed the love of her life, and took Strahd's place. And she, are we gonna go into further? Um. We we can in uh, a little bit. I kind of want to check on what everybody else does over the next few days, knowing um, it, it, this is explained, I'm assuming, yeah. by Silmi. Yeah. Do um, we want to have a scene where she wakes up, Kefris and Speedy? You're muted, my brother. Oh, it wouldn't be an indoor adventure without the mute. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at his sister and he hugs her and he realizes now more than ever what has happened because in his mind he had thought about the idea of well what if that happened to me not necessarily what if this does Never thought that that was a possibility, but he he gets it now, and the castle's not crumbling. 
nothing's happening to their general surroundings. He looks at you with a thousand yard stare and stands you up and makes sure that you're okay. And he says, I need to go check on Irina. And he Careful. leaves you. It's bright out there. And he looks back at you and he looks you up and down and gives you a very brief, very fleeting half smile. And he walks away. Um, Bartholomew is going to pass by Kephris with a nod stand next to Selmy and just lean against the coffin and look her up and down. I found a loophole. <laughs> yeah, but you just traded one cage away for another. Well, if I'm stuck in a cage, it means that everyone else doesn't have to be. And besides, she's not really gone, you know. It'll take some time, but She's a devil, after all. Let's just hope she doesn't return crazy like last time. <sighs> I'll be back when the sun goes down, all right? Go enjoy it, please. Maybe later. I'll stick around for a bit. A good friend, Speedy. I try. Irina first walks out into the sunlight with Kephris. Um, and like in, in my mind, this is like a montage with like swelling music and like you don't hear anybody talking, but um, we do see um, Irina um, go out into the sunlight for the first time with utter wonder and awe on her face. Um, uh, we Kefris, will also. I was going to say for for the first time in the sunlight. Kefris will make a point that regardless of the regardless of the person who walks out in sunlight, everyone carries a little bit of Barovia with them always, and he'll point to their shadows. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure they're familiar with shadows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Candlelight is a thing. That's like, fair. That, that, Never mind. Like, Cool. Um, but still, seeing that out in like you know broad daylight, that that is that is rather remarkable. Everybody is pretty blown away by that. Um, a candle light shadow is entirely different from a sunlight shadow, and uh, this is very poignant for them. Um, we'll see Bartholomew um, just kind of keeping track of Silmi. Um, fulfilling his promise of uh, making sure that the Malrezkas stays safe. Uh, uh, there is a moment where he'll ask for the sun sword back. 
Uh, Silmi is a little hesitant and she gives him a quizzical look. <laughs> and then he kills him. <laughs> yeah. 44 HP. I did more than that to Strahd. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, when she hands it back to him, he'll reach into his bag for the crown and he'll flip it upward and just slice through it. There'll be no more, no more queens, no more kings. No more burger, no more burgomasters. We're Not all while bo- I'm here. We're all, we're all Barovian. <laughs> well, technically, but at least unless you, you can... wish for me to bow to you, my lady. I am much too tired for that, sweetie. But when you go to the beach, will you think of me, please? That's a weird request, but sure, why not? Why do you have to make it weird? You you phrased it weird. I just got turned into an immortal. Give me a break. Nah. (laughs) Well, you know... I do have a fortune to pay you with now. Friends don't charge friends. Fair enough. And scene. Um. Oh, I, I had one more thing. <laughs> one more, do it. <laughs> just pulls back his sleeve and just says, thirsty. Is that offensive? Uh, I'm, I'm all right for right now, thank you. It is very tempting, though. Um, as a master vampire, you're able to restrain yourself, but um, you can literally uh, see the blood pumping through his veins, and it is tantalizing. So when Maybelle was released uh, from her contract as a familiar, um, she became... Um, immortal as far as this plane is concerned. Um, So um, she left behind a body. Um, So you're going to have to do something about that um, in terms of like a burial or... Yeah. I I don't need that for the re... to bring her back, right? Not necessarily, no. Okay. Then, then, right now she is a demon uh, or yes. a devil. She's a devil. devil. God, she's fuck. a devil. She's a devil. Uh, right uh-huh. now, she's the devil in the hells. Um, yeah. And uh, it's going to be a whole ordeal to try and get a hold yeah. of her again, particularly with the way things are now. Um, so we need to explain a little bit about what being a dark lord entails and uh, the rules of that. Um, Silni has control over um, Barovia as of right now. Um, And this is due to the influence of Vampyr. So she is able to control the weather and she also controls the passing of souls in and out of Barovia. Here's the thing. Um, Solus, she knows this, Solus cannot leave. However, uh, 
Bartholomew and Irina were special in the case that they had souls attached to them. Um, having a soul attached to you is enough to count as a person with a soul and be able to leave. With Silmi's influence, the rest of the soulless in Barovia will be able to attach souls to themselves. It's going to be kind of a personal thing. They kind of have to make a relationship with these guys um, and they kind of have to figure it out on their own. But that door is now open. So what happens in the land of Barovia over the next few days? The lunar and solar cycle boots back up. The clouds leave. Um, uh, there's a, I, well, no, I was going to say there's a little bit of cloud cover because I'm worried about people burning, but like uh, the cloud cover doesn't really change that. Um, <laughs> normal weather. <laughs> yes, normal weather. Uh, a little bit of rain over the vineyard. Mm -hmm. um, there is now a vineyard in the middle of the locky. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, Silmia will go out at night now that she doesn't really need to sleep and uh, see how everybody's doing. If there's anything she can do to help magically rebuilding things. She's very strong now, apparently. So, <laughs> All right. There is a reclamation effort made. Um, people become like they have to, if there's an adjustment period, but like they are no longer under the thumb of a tyrannical ruler. They no longer fear. Um, and ultimately it's a brighter future for Barovia. So uh, they all begin to band together and work on either uh, staying and uh, rebuilding or um, making plans to leave. What are Kephris and Bartholomew going to do? I think Bartholomew busies himself with the hunters and the werewolves. Um, actually, he's going to see if he can get some of the werewolves and were ravens to go out to scout the land around Barovia so we can actually map our way out of here. Okay. Um... Navigating the mists is still a little bit weird. They don't seem to, um, they seem to push back against um, being charted. Uh, and like, people will get lost for like days on end until finally, like either cut, like finding their way out on one end or the other. Um, it seems that those who were once soulless before are a little bit better about navigating them. Um, and there are, of course, a few stubborn assholes who go out into the mists without a protective soul and are never heard from again. Uh, in between that, he's checking up on Irene and Kephris. Irina begins to recover. She uh, is in good spirits. Uh, she starts making plans for leaving with Kephris. Kephris lets her know the situation with his sister. She is very uncomfortable with that at first. Um, 
but she comes to understand why she did it. Kefris also agrees and says, we have one shot right now. For you, I mean, and, and I guess for me as well. There is a... I said I would take you to see the beach. I said I would take Speedy to see the beach. There's a place that I've read about, that I've heard of, called the Sword Coast. We could go there, you and me, and we could... I could show you the beach every day, is what I'm saying. That sounds wonderful. So where do you want to start? In the north or in the south? North is colder, south is going to be warmer, and then we work our way either down or up until it's where we want to be. I'm pretty sure we've had enough of the cold. Yes, indeed. I want to feel the sun on my face. Then let's go to Boulder's Gate. Uh, she smiles at you. Um, and uh, the three of you begin making excited plans for your travel. Um, the you, like, how, how long do you stay in Barovia? With his sister in power, Kefris wants to leave quickly, but mm. he understands if the other two have things they need to take care of. Okay. Um, over time, um, the soulless uh, begin to attach um, souls to themselves. Um, Myrtle, in particular, actually manages to get a hold of Rosalia. Uh, the ghost girl from the death house. Rosvalda. 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 Rosal God, I'm sorry. Is shady. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rosvalda. Um, they like the the personalities seem to butt heads at times, but the fact that they're so similar is what makes it work. Um, and Myrtle tends to get kind of a, more of a, a thicker head uh and honestly like there is uh there are basically help groups put into place five-step programs how to get your soul <laughs> um and uh so like like that is all organized and such um finally it comes to the day where uh it's time for irena bartholomew and Kefris to leave um, do you do the three of you leave alone, or are you going in like a big caravan group type of thing? The only, the quickest way that we could get there is through his sister. That's what Kefris was assuming, is that they would ask Silmi if she could send them all there. Because he knows that a trip, like a, a road trip from the dale lands to the sword coast would take like a year and a half to two years okay um i think that through a concentrated effort uh 
it when you pass through the mists, Silmi can make a arcana check to try and spit you out there. But like I said, the mists are fairly chaotic. Yeah. Um, how do I know what the process is for them coming back? To get out of there? To um, get back to Barovia. Um, as far as your research has uh, brought you, mm. um, they basically need to walk and start walking and just keep on going. Um, it doesn't make any any like sort of um, mechanical sense. Yeah, they just need to go with a purpose. But they can come back yes, if they, they want. Can. They can okay. come back okay. um, because you are able to open the gate yeah. to them. Absolutely. So, like, you'll you'll be able to um, yeah. communicate with them before where um, Strahd would, like, intercept uh, mm-hmm. magical communications going in and out. Um, you are able to allow those in and out as well. Okay. However, in your research, you be, like, you find that there is interference in the fog itself. Yeah. And you come to realize that while you have a good amount of influence over it, the fog is not all your territory. Mm-hmm. And that there are other things out there, things that are like you. Oh. And they have some amount of influence over the fog as well. Uh, okay, so as they're getting ready to leave, um, Silmi will just tell them, um, Kefris, when you're ready to come back, um, it's not as simple as just letting you back in. So um, give me some time. And um, if I can't let you back in for a time, um, will you send a letter to mother and tell her that, um, I don't know what you're going to tell her. You are dead. (laughs) You can... Tell her that I've died or that I've run away. Who is she going to send a letter to? If I'm far away, you're you're in a different plane entirely. She can't exactly go through the Grand Postman. Then tell us something happened on the road. You were cursed. Um, Kefris, I don't think that I can fix what's happened to you. I never asked you to. In a way, you did fix it. You helped me come to realize that it wasn't a curse. It was a byproduct of what we experienced here. And that's okay. I know that if I make a more conscientious effort to center myself, that it won't be so bad. Externally, I mean. Well, I don't think you look that bad. Thank you. I don't 
I won't send a letter to Mother. Why not? It's none of her business. But I will send a letter to our brother. Because he deserves to know. Yes, he does. And can you imagine the number of pots of hot tea that would be able to boil instantaneously from mother's seething rage? <laughs> can you imagine that? Well, think about it. I mean, I have got a whole lot of land so and me. riches. <laughs> I love you, but I would never live here. I know. I know. If you ever find yourself in Neverwinter, feel free to say hello. I love you. And he just like pats the side of her face. I love you too, big brother. Enjoy the sun for me. And you make babies. I want nieces and nephews. Because when I'm a thousand years old, I want there to be descendants that can come visit me, all right? Be like, my grandmother's a dreadlord. <laughs> my dad works at the mama's company known as Nintendo. <laughs> I, Irina and Bartholomew are hanging out off to the side, kind of having a hushed conversation of their own. And as soon as she heard, hears make babies, she just like perks up. She's like, say what now? <laughs> many, many babies. Now, nobody asked me about this. <laughs> Don't you know it's in your nuptials? <laughs> yes, I was not invited to the wedding, so she, you have to do something <clears throat> for me. She grinds her fist into your arm. Um, <laughs> um, uh, as we kind of pan out and everybody is uh, joking back and forth at each other, um, Maybelle goes, or not Maybelle, God, uh, she's not here. Um, <laughs> Silmi, Silmi goes um, to uh, stand at her um, at her throne in Ravenloft, and on either side of it are Escher and Ismark, who are both dressed in fine clothes, um, and they just kind of look at each other, and they're both standing uh, guard uh, by her side. Um, and the three of you make your way out of Ravenloft and start making your way down the old Svalich road um, until you find yourselves standing in front of the fog wall. Kefris will reach out one, one hand on either side to Speedy and Irina. She takes it. Speedy will clasp his arm. The three of you walk together into the unknown. And as you do so, um, you go for what feels like hours. Um, and you can't even see your hand in front of your face. Um, at some point, Kefris, um, it feels like you've lost uh, hold of Irina. 
and you look back at her um, and she kind of looks down she goes to take your hand again her hand just goes right through yours and she looks down at her hands which are now see-through and you can see that her body is beginning to turn translucent from uh, her extremities inward uh, and she says she never came back and Kefris is going to like put his arm around her and try and run back into Barovia uh, you run um, as quickly as you can um, and you can like this this feels like a, a fruitless effort um, the the mists seem to be pushing against you they seem to be confusing you Bartholomew mm-hmm Sergey offers you a choice. He will look back at Kefris and Irina and nod to him as he will start walking back to Barovia. Okay. What are you what are you I'm saying yes to the choice of him. We might not be on the same page here. What is the page that Wings is on? What's the choice? Sergei can attach himself to Irina. Yes. And you will disappear instead. Okay. That that's we're on the same page, but we phrase it differently. Gotcha. All right. Back into it. Uh, Bartholomew walks uh, back into Barovia towards Irina and Kefris. Um, Irina is slowly fading away. Uh, what does Bartholomew do? He will pat Kefris on the shoulder. <sighs> Can't win them all, huh? What? And he will keep walking. No. And as he passes by Irina, he will point to the necklace that he had given her. I still want that back. And then he'll disappear. Speedy! Speedy! Bartholomew! Um, Irina slowly uh, becomes more and more opaque. And um, suddenly, as the soul takes hold within her, tears begin to pour down her cheeks. Bartholomew Torinescu, you get back here this instant! Cut to black. It's time for an epilogue. Steven, you're going to play as Theodore of Malrezka, as he received a very interesting letter uh, explaining everything. And oh my god, he needs to get to Barovia right away and see his sister. So Theodore, is sitting in a carriage right now. Um, can you explain a little bit about Theodore to me? Who exactly is he? How is he related to these people? What does he look like? Who is this person? He's their, he's their half brother. He is a little brown haired half elf boy. Uh, LB, what color are his eyes? They're green. They're green. 
So he has green eyes, brown hair, and he is just the cutest, the cutest little button that you have ever seen. And he is... He doesn't know his older brother. Almost at all. Kefris has been gone pretty much his entire life. He does, however, have a vague recollection of Silmi. You know, he's lived with her for several years. But if she's gone longer than a month, who really had a sister? Was it him? Maybe. And... They've been gone a while, and he just received a letter in his brother's own hand, which he does recognize because it's his brother. His brother was nice and wrote him notes from afar, and it's incredulous, but it explains how to go and say hi. And the hardest part about this letter is trying to write out steps to trick mom into saying it's okay. (laughs) Does mom ever say it's okay? Do you think mother would say, yes, of course, go to Barovia. It's a totally I place. And then she smokes her fucking opium pipe and continues being worst mother of the year. Oh my god. Okay. So, like, some way or another, Theodore winds up in a carriage um, with two servants, um, a a hand servant and a driver. Um, And he is uh, on his way. He's he's following the instructions that were given to him and he's on his way to Barovia. How does he pass the time in carriage? LB is our brother a bard he's the third son yeah yeah oh my god yep yeah he's he is practicing. and he plays the freaking loot he's in a, <laughs> he's in the equivalent of a high school band as a as a young sireling god this fuck okay great awesome wonderful i love it okay so is he sitting in the back of the carriage just kind of noodling just away with this noodling loot? away He's playing. Right. How, how old is he right now? How far is this time skip? I I don't know. I like a, a good number. Like like he was get, close to like twelve when we left. Yeah, we left. Okay, so we're gonna say he's like sixteen, seventeen right now. Okay. Like old enough to be rebellious, and you know, like he's playing he either, punk. He's he's playing punk right now. He might not be here like with his mother's permission. He might have like he might have snuck out a little bit. So he's hanging out in the back of this carriage, just kind of noodling away with his loot. Um, when suddenly um, the carriage comes to a stop, um, and you hear a blustering uh, from the front of the carriage, <laughs> um, and you hear the boots of uh, your hand servant um, drop down onto the road um, and the door opens and um, there is your hand servant, we will call him Simon, and he has um, like enormous mutton chops and a uh, mustache that kind of connects to them. Uh, The Mobius stash, if you will. And um, he says, young master Theodore, I'm terribly sorry to bother you, but it seems that we've lost track of our driver. 
What do you mean we've lost track of our driver? Well, I was just uh, reading. Um, you were um, reading? I, as I do. Weren't often. you supposed to be in charge of localised defences? Well, regardless, um, our poor Master Leopold is a uh, driver. He, he is gone. And um, I'm afraid we've lost our way. No, that's impossible. We were following a main road. Well, come on, come on out and have a look, Mr. Theodore. I, I, I do need your help trying to figure this out. Rolls' eyes in a very similar fashion to his to his half sister, and, and you step out, and it's like pea soup. You cannot see a thing. It is just the thickest fog you've ever seen. Huh. Well, that still doesn't excuse the driver. <laughs> yes, I, I have no idea where he's gone. Um, and as he says that, it is punctuated with the braying of a hound. Um, and the two of you kind of both startle a little bit and look off in the direction where that came from. I don't and... remember requesting hounds. Uh, that's not our hound, sir. Um and you see the silhouette of an enormous bear hunting dog standing next to a uh, silhouette of a man um, who is holding a crossbow. And those two silhouettes begin to come closer and closer. And what do we see, Justin? Uh, they see a very older Bartholomew. Um, he's probably shot up to somewhere around six foot something um he doesn't have quite his dad's beard and mustache but it's like growing in uh he does have you can see um he's not wearing his headband there is the prominent scar across the forehead um and like just a bit of hair hangs over it um he's wearing his chief hunter clothes as he walks over with the crossbow over his shoulder and tells the dog to heal. Please! <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I I'm afraid we're lost. Where, where are we? Uh, what business do you have in these lands? I'm just coming to see my sister. That's really all there is to it. And he gives you the biggest sad 16-year-old. He still has very boyish faces, but just... <laughs> What's your name, pup? Maybe I know your sister. <laughs> Malreska. Oh, gods. He will shake his head and tell the boy and his servant to get back on the cart and he will drive them in so you're her step brother huh <laughs> half brother same difference it's all family no there's a real difference in lineage god you're so you're it's so why are your hands up in there <clears throat> Because he's on the inside of the cart and very scared. <laughs> you know, if it's one thing you have in common, you are both the most infuriating people I've ever met. 
Who do you mean? Your sister, Silmi Maureska. Actually, your brother is also very infuriating. Kefi? For the love of God. For the love of God. Um, they ride for a few minutes and the mist part <laughs> as they enter Barovia. You, you know what happened to your brother and sister, right? He shakes his head from inside the cart, but at this point he will have, like, poked his there's head little, up. Yeah, there's a little window that you can poke your head in between uh, your hand servant and Bartholomew. Uh, as they're driving, he will point out places. This is the old Svalit Road. That was the remains of an old mill. They'll enter Velaki, and he'll point up the castle Ravenloft. And that's where your sister is. So, Theo Maloreska, I say to you, welcome to Barovia. The end. Mwah. We did it! We finished a campaign! Wait, 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 wait. Just one more thing. What? Yeah? What the fuck are you doing here? And as the little brother looks up at Castle Ravenloft, he sees two figures standing on a balcony. It's Silmi. And then a very, very pale tiefling. Hubris? <laughs> Hubris? And that now is where... We are going to call it for the campaign. I would like to say first and foremost, thank you, Danae, We're for done. running this wonderful game of Dungeon and Dragion. You did it. Throughout the caffeine that you had today, you fucking did it. Grats, mate. So, speaking yeah. of that, hey, Danae, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, you can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. You can find me here on Mondays playing as Coriander the Eldritch Paladin and uh, we're gonna be doing different things on Tuesdays. I'm gonna let Steven talk about it. Um, but yeah. DanaeKeener.com. Hey everybody, I'm Archie here on the channel where you can catch me Archie says to do on Twitter and Twitch where I tweet about the new things in my life. You catch me here as Caleb the Shadow High Clerk on Mondays in our homeroom campaign. <sighs> Sorry, I'm out of breath. Um, I don't know what we're doing on Tuesdays, but you can catch myself and LB Hackem up this Sunday while we play Pathfinder over at G Game Nights with a K. Cool, I'm LB Hackem up. You can find me ruling over Ravenloft and uh, all of Barovia. Uh, <laughs> also on Mondays as Gwen, the halfling barbarian fighter. Uh, this Friday, I believe, we're playing on Dammit Barry's channel doing Ghost of Saltmarsh, where I play a Triton druid who is in a whole heap of trouble right now. Uh, and then catch me with RJ on Sundays at 8 p.m. on G Game Nights doing uh, Pathfinder, where I play a character that's reminiscent of Silmi, but a little more like Ghost. And hello, everybody. If you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, it's me, your bone-hurting boy, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indooradventures. We do shows like this Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. 
Pacific Standard Time. Currently, we have a giveaway that I don't have a giveaway link to, but it is for a uh, copy of Descent to Avernus with a dice bundle as a special edition cover, as well as the cover uh, that is special edition for the Tyranny of Dragons. It's going to be a good time. However, we have finished with a module which means that next week things are going to be a little bit different i'm going to be extending the invitation to our dear friend graybeard of graybeard's tavern and we are going to be continuing one year later from where the Waterdeep campaign ended so hubris ghost and kronk are all going to be coming back however we're going to Ravnica, baby. And that is where we are going to pick up next Tuesday. I would like to say once again, thank you for everybody who decided to join us for this wonderful series. Thank you to Danae for volunteering to run this game. I greatly appreciated being able to be this monster man. And we will see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! Goodbye, everyone! <laughs>